Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Join Planet Fitness today and get more epic energy and better sleep with tons of equipment in our clean and spacious clubs. Join for $1 down, $10 a month, cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, October 14th. It's glow time. See club for details. おさしぶりあの時はなんだ新しい世界変わるおそうなんですかレパレットアンサーうんうん全部ができるよええアニメが光るいいねせーの今日はもう楽しそう Hello, everyone, and welcome to another exciting episode of Talk to Keiki. is the penultimate episode of the season. Penultimate week. Yes, uh, Heroes Like to Job, Pandora's Actor is Best Actor. <laughs> we, might have a, we might have a Big Brother Complex and Engage Kiss. We don't know. I hope not. <laughs> we already have one. We don't need another. We don't. We, one's enough. One anyway, I am Matt, your host, as always, and to join me, as always, again, Ethan, what's up? How you oh. doing, buddy? Oh, uh, god damn it! I always, because I always want to start in Japanese, and I'm just, and then I'm like, uh, 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 gonbawa makun, genki desuka. makun, genki desuka. Daijobu today, folks. It is Daijobu. Awesome, awesome. Yeah, uh, yeah, we had we had to stop a little bit because what you call it, I had a wedding. Ethan was behind. Yes, but we were able to catch to do it today, and we yeah. will have most of the finales done on Monday for did your you do, listening did, pleasure. Did you do the everyone tag? I did not. Okay. Yeah, you got to use I your everyone. Let you do that. And then we're gonna get the people like I don't like when you tag everyone. Man, untag yourself. Suck, suck on a fucking dick with like, 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 like shut up. <laughs> suck on a dick with dick cheese, motherfucker. <laughs> I just I learned what dick cheese was, and that's like so disgusting. 
It's oh, yeah. so like as it is, like if you ever look at like a fucking like uncut penis, like that shit just looks like so fucking disgusting. Let's not talk about that. <laughs> oh, I guess I offended my podcast host. <laughs> no, 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 let's not. Let's um uh, mother- yeah. Yeah, <laughs> Oh my god. We have, chi- we have we have children listening, damn it. Okay, yes, because of all the other shit that we say. Fucking will offend somebody, but if I talk about but, but, but not but not but not uncircumcised dick. Yes, not dick cheese with uncircumcised fucking penises that look disgusting, dude. Oh, good god, <laughs> fuck off, fuck <laughs> all the way off, fuck all the way off, sure, fuck sure, off, sure. you wanker. Ah, oh, fuck you. All right, we got we we are slap happy today. <laughs> oh god, uh, we got we're gonna get we're gonna get to some news. <laughs> Let's get to the news. Let's get to some news. Um, art director uh, Shichiro Kobayashi passed away at age 89. He life. had a heart failure. He lived the full life. Yeah, uh, he was the art director for the Lupin the Third movie, mm. Revolutionary Girl, Berserk, mm. Maid Sama. He retired mm. in 2010. Mm-hmm. But yeah, we want to start with that. Uh, condolences to his friends, family, loved ones. Yes, like I, my my dad always tells me because he's eighty four, three, eighty three, yeah. eighty three, and he tells me all the time. Once you reach sixty five, you lived your life. Anything after sixty five, you're living your bonus years, and uh, I find that to be pretty accurate. Sound that sounds us about right. Yeah. All right, um, Ari Furetta, whatever that is, uh, you're getting a third season. Okay. So congrats to you people that wanted it. Omedito, Omedito. Damn, we went from three uh, to zero views. Everyone just said, fuck this show. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because you talked about dick cheese. <laughs> talking about dick cheese and Matt's uncircumcised penis. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. <laughs> anyway. Uh, let's see. Uh, Freerin Beyond Journey's End is going to anime adaptation. You don't know when we're getting that, but it is soon. Hmm. Uh, video games, Sin Duality is getting a TV anime. Uh, Mech- Mechanical Arms is getting also an anime project. So far, I mean, that's the first one that like raised my interest. Like, oh, that yeah. sounds like something I would want to know about. Yeah. Uh, Girlfriend, Girlfriend is getting a season two. Yes. I time for best girl to shine. Yes, and who is that, Matt? That is she now. Shino, Shino chat. Damn right. With the itty bitty titties. Hey. <laughs> small gang. SMO. No, 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 no. Yeah, yeah. Small, like, small shit. It's in the manga. Small shit. Small. S M O L. Like, itty, like, like negative A. Itty bitty titties, bro. Itty bitty titty committee. Uh, itty bitty titty committee, bro. Still best girl. Uh, Rise of Girlfriend is getting a season three. Yes. After being announced for the finale. Yes. Which we are going to talk about later. Yes. Uh, let's see. What else? Uh, cute Executive Officer ONA is going to sequel in Spring 23. Uh, dress My Dress Up Darling is going to season two. Yes, it is. They got it. Uh, there's originally this was not supposed to happen, but since it got so popular, there they tw- we, we twisted their arms, folks. We did. So good job. Uh, what else? Uh, Love Live, uh, Nijikasaki, High School Idol Club's getting an anime in January. 
You know, I started that show a while back and I love the music because obviously, you know, it's an idol anime and music, right. it's, it's got fantastic music, but I just, I couldn't get into it because, you know, it reminded me so much of like watching some like high school girl drama bullshit, which I despise in real life. Right. And like, you know, they're the, the, the fighting between the girls and them trying to get to know each other. Like it just didn't, it didn't hit me at all. So I remember your predecessor, Patrice in our group, shout out to anybody who, uh, in our group that remembers Patrice. Um, I still talk to him sometimes on analyst, but, uh, Patrice told me, he's like, dude, if it's not for you, then just drop it. And this is the very first show I've ever dropped was, uh, I put it on pause, but I mean, I'm not going to, you just never went back. Yeah, I never went back uh, for, I mean, like I said, it's got great music. Animation's really pretty. It's just, I learned that idol anime, not my thing. Like I skip at this point, I, I won't watch an idol anime. It just doesn't, it won't do nothing for me. That's that's a fair statement. Um, let's see, moving on. Tokyo Mew Mew New is getting a second season in spring 23. Mm. Uh, this one I'm going to watch both three. I don't want to get hurt, so I'll max out my defense. Is getting a season two. Yes, I've heard a lot about that one. That was it. Was a fun one. Yeah. Uh, manga Hunter Hunter resumes serializ- serialization. Yes, humongous news. Yep. Uh, the next volume will come out on November fourth. It's the first one in five years. They said. Yep, and we'll take another five year hiatus. Hopefully not, man. Hopefully not. I hope not. Guy had super uh, ear syndrome. Not good. Yep. Uh, one more uh, Chainsaw Man. They revealed they're gonna have twelve different EDs every episode. So you have to like listen to the ED every episode. Like that's a thing. Yep. This season. Well, I, I listen to all of them anyway. So I I don't generally. Although yeah, you know I, what I I've been doing, I've been listening to the OPs more. So like I, yeah, I love. I, I I don't skip either of them. <laughs> my one of my favorites is is Lyco. One of my other favorites is Overlord. Uh, yeah. Abyss of course has a great one. Um, I I skip. Everyone loves Call of the Night. It's a good one, but I skip it. So. I like the ED better. Yeah, yeah, I'd say so. And then I love listening to um, not the OP, but the ED for uh for Ruby, which we'll talk about. Oh man, so uh, so Chainsaw has twelve chances to win ED of the season. It does, right? We got to be specific. So so, like, so they win. Six. We got to figure out which song we like the best. Chainsaw Man episode six. Season by, one, by, yeah, it's uh, tw- it is twelve different artists, each one. Yes, and- so I'm looking forward to that. That is very enough. yeah, and thankfully it's just twelve episodes and not something that's going to carry over into the new year. So we can actually rate it. I think the only one I'll go over is uh, well, obviously Bleach, and then uh, Two Year Eternity probably. Two Year Eternity always has great great soundtrack, so that's going to be a front runner off rip. Yeah, I hope uh, Hikaru does the OP again, like the last one. Didn't they announce anything regarding that or no? Uh, I don't think so. I mm-hmm. can look once. So why you do that? Do you ever, do you ever like find an old toy for Haru and then you throw it in and Haru just is immediately like into it again? Because it, oh, it like one of his toys? Yeah, yeah. No, not one of your sex toys, Matt. One of uh, that's one of the cat <laughs> toys. Cat toys, yes. All my sex toys are in the suitcase. They stay in there until I use it. I don't own one. Don't own a sex toy. Everyone's shocked. Oh, and they're like, oh my I, god. You, I, I you go through like these perpetual bouts alone. You don't own a fucking own a hole? You don't own a I, I, have, I, have, I don't. I, I have a suitcase full of stuff to use. <laughs> oh, the more you know about Matt, ladies and gentlemen. Hand, handcuffs, floggers, paddles, dragon whip. Uncircumcised penis. Exactly. Damn right. <laughs> 
Sean's gonna be like, "Fuck this episode! Fuck it all to hell!" The, the uncircumcised episode. I talked to Kenny. <laughs> oh god, we are, we are we're done with news and penis talk for now. Yes, we're done. Now let's get to some penultimates uh, yes. stuff we're watching separately. Ethan, yes. go ahead. I actually have two season finales, not penultimates. I have two season finales. Well, I have, I, I do have, but I have one penultimate. And because uh, they have, have they, they can you do me a favor? Can you check if uh, Black Summoner has been given anything like a core two? Because on Analyst it just says episode eleven, right? It's just eleven, and, but it doesn't tell me like well, when it is it uh, out of thirteen? Is it twenty four? Is it just continuous? Until let they me play? let me look at Black okay. Summoner. So in the meantime, while we talk about Black Summoner, well, as the meantime, I, Black Summoner is always what I finish with because it's the best one of the bunch that I'm watching. We'll go with my first finale in my Isekai life. Um. It was pretty decent. And, and the next yeah. episode is the last one. Really? Yep. September 24th is the last episode. Oh, shit. Thank, they didn't fucking update it on an analyst. That's fucking whack. Um, yeah. Okay. Anyway. Um, yeah. My Sky Life was solid. Um, we continue to see the battle between him and the Sage. Excuse me. I forget the Sage's name. Um, so we'll call him the Great Sage. So we see the battle between him and the Great Sage. What pissed me off about this, and it definitely like didn't help its favor, like when I wrote my fucking review on it, was that he went so far negative in his MP. Like for every other show, if you have zero MP, you die, right? Right. He's at negative like 789,000. And he, nothing happened to him. He's not like, you would think, like, if he goes in a negative, like, he starts feeling, like, weight, fatigue, at least, right? Like, when you hit, like, negative 250,000, you start vomiting blood or something. No. It, like, everything was relatively fine with him. He went into, like, the negative, like, 700, 800,000 MP. Fucking casting this magic, casting this magic. And he finally figures out during this battle that um, he uses, like, some uh, holy uh, divine call right like it's like divine light or some shit and he hits it and it's he's actually able to affect the sage because the sage again is an unholy reincarnation of the original sage so he realizes he's able to affect it so he spams this godlike maneuver like i think between like two and four times i don't remember but he spams this again it's just negative 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 mp's just going negative 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 and he's spamming it spamming it spamming it and the, the fucking sage doesn't die. So he spams it one more time. He realizes, all right, let me use this dagger that was that was given to me by the father, because you know, this is the the prof- the prophetical uh weapon that's supposed to save the world. So he does the divine light call into the dagger and then goes after the sage and manages to physically wound the sage, and that's what kills him. Uh that's what kills him and ends the battle. And so the world is saved. Um, he sends one of his slimes off to like whatever secret base for these people. And even though the episode or sorry, even though the world is saved, the I guess the, the main plot isn't over because of the fact that these people still have um, the shadow people that are out there and they have this magical um, this magical, I don't know, some sort of bomb or something called like the it's like the eraser or the washer or something like that. Basically, the cleanser, the, the cleaner, something something like that. And it's basically a giant bomb that's going to destroy the entire world and cleanse it of any souls. And they're going to basically restart, you know, basically trying to create its own big bang uh, right. within, uh, within the world. And so he's like, well, he's like, even though I saved the world, I didn't really do much because we still got these people out there. And so the rest of the episode he just goes on his daily life as a tamer he manages to kill a a pack of like these like lion like wolf type of like animals that are like su- supposed to be super duper like 
like oh not op but like hard to kill and strong and so the guy um she he brings the the, the cart the carcass over to the nearest guild that he's at and he's like hey you know i want to take this quest i managed to complete it already i stumbled across them and i killed them and the lady's like oh like i like how, you didn't do that alone she's like yeah i did and she's like oh like oh my god your part all your party died i'm so sorry I, you know like she's thinking like oh that he basically wants to forget his party existed because they're all dead and he's like no I, I did it on my own and she's still confused so then the guild master for this local guild comes over and looks at the carcass and it said it was burned to death there's no physical wounds this was done with magic are you uh are you some sort of magical like mage and he she's like and he's like no i'm just a tamer and he's like she's like oh you're just a tamer and she's like don't tell me you're the famous uh the famous mage tamer yuji and then everyone's like oh my god i've heard of you oh my god oh my god oh my god everybody like turns around in shock and the one thing that yuji didn't want like for the majority of the season and that he really tried he really tried to kayfabe his his identity he really didn't want anybody to really know jack shit about his identity and now at the end of the season Everybody knows who he is because he's the guy who saved the world twice, saved the world from the giant dragon, saved the world from the great sage um, with his magical slimes. And that's how that episode ends. So they um, basically with that, like uh, thing of the cleaner and like the cleansing of the world, they gave us the the in for a season two. Um, of course, I'd watch it because I didn't hate the series by any means, but it was all right. <sighs> Truth be told. I mean, so, yeah, it was fine. All in all, I gave Isekai Life uh, a solid three. Um, if I were to give it a, an, on the point system, I'd say about maybe a 3.25, maybe 3.5. 3.25 seems solid for me, but I gave it a solid three out of five on Analyst. And uh, yeah, as I've said, and I wrote in my review online, um, Analyst.co. No, I'm sorry. I wrote it on my anime Instagram. Anime AI underscore anime 24. Easy plug right there. Quick plug at the beginning. Um, but I wrote it on there and I wrote it in our group, obviously, Matt. Um, I think Black Summoner is very similar to Isekai Life, and they did the whole OP Isekai character with the slime. They did it way better, I think. And right. that'll be that on that. So that's that. Uh, next that's one is good. Ruby for me. Ruby was a, again, solid. Uh, basically, with Ruby, uh, the final episode. Um, well, did I go over the episode? Lot? The we're, we, we're going over two episodes for most of them, right? Uh, some of them. I think we didn't some, do... Some, some of them, not all of them. Yeah, we are doing two episodes because we didn't do one on Thursday, so... And it comes out on Sundays. So, yeah, yeah. for this one, basically, we get the final the final battle between Blake and Weiss. Um, basically, they... It was a... Sur, a, a, a what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, like, like, surmise. Um, summation? I think it's summation. Uh... It was a summation, basically, of um, of the whole idea of the show, which is the power of friendship, the power of unity, the um, like the, the, the power of, of teamwork, and um, that's what it took to defeat the uh, two uh, nightmares that we're a part of. Um, basically, uh, Bla- uh, not Blake. Uh, ruby ruby had issues with defeating the nightmare couldn't figure it out couldn't figure it out she's just constantly battling constantly battling constantly battling couldn't figure it out and then eventually she listened to what uh what wife told her in the dream when she was inside of her dream in that dream which is confusing the way i just said it but that's the way it was broken down um but basically it said you know the 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 nightmare is always within your shadow 
So she stabs her shadow and out comes the nightmare. She's able to defeat the nightmare. It wakes uh, Weiss up in her dream. But Blake is still um, afflicted. And so they basically do the same thing. They stab. I think they stabbed the white. Was it Weiss's shadow? I think they stabbed Weiss's shadow and out came that one together. They were able to defeat the, the nightmare. All's well that ends well. Um, uh, Weiss is super embarrassed that she got caught up in the nightmare because she's supposed to be like Miss Perfect, blah, blah, blah. Like it was, right. it was all right. So the final episode, it's a, it's a simple episode. It's kind of like a just, you know, life is getting back to normal. This, I guess, happened over a summer break. Or I don't know if they fast forwarded to some, to like the end of summer break. But I guess this whole thing happened during a break, um, more or less. So um, it just shows, again, just the, the how Weiss and Blake want to overcome um their challenges you know weiss says that she doesn't want she's not gonna uh back away from the from the dark past of her like of her company that she's um that she's inheriting eventually but she wants to work with blake she wants to you know tell like reassure her that she's not like racist toward the foulness or whatever the case may be and same thing for blake she just wants to you know work with weiss and get to know her more and not judge her as like the daughter of the the oppressive uh company that she's known you know for or whatever so everybody agrees to work together they all go out they all eat and everybody has a good time um the one cab they fuck <laughs> no they don't fuck it'd be nice if they did but um no the one cat there was one caveat in the season which opens up it, it, you know, I can't say it opens up a different season because this is kind of a, a, a semi canon um, story from the original Ruby, which is, as everyone says, is pretty god awful. Um, so the caveat is Ruby, uh, the, the head professor uh, basically requests Ruby and Blake go to see him so with ruby they just you know do you know kind of get a summation of how ruby is you know and how you know she learned to be a leader da 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 like that's cool no problem when blake goes up there um the professor you know commends her and then says listen your idea about the white fang was too coincidental like is there something you're not telling me and he because he doesn't know that she was part of the White Fang because then she would basically be a criminal. Um, but he's letting her, you know, tell her side of the story. And she's like, no, it was just a, a pure coincidence. You know, it's just I just hedge my bets on my guess and it worked out. Da, 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 da. And he basically warns her like, hey, you know, we accept all walks of life. Doesn't matter who you are, what background you came from. But um, before I'm a, a headmaster, I'm a hunter and I do what's best I'll always do what's best to protect the world from anybody that disturbs the peace. So are you sure there's nothing you want to tell me that relates to this? And she goes, no. And he's like, okay, you're free. No problem. Keep doing good. You're free to go. You're free to go. But there's that hint that he knows. And basically before they go off to eat and whatever, uh, Weiss, uh, or I'm sorry, Blake, uh, uh, what's it called? She confides in Weiss because Weiss was there, the only person left, um, waiting for her from her meeting, and they talked or whatever on their way to the to the to the, to the food place or whatever. Um, another thing they saw was John working with Priya on his, trying to awake his semblance. Um, you, you didn't finish the series, so I don't. We don't know whether he did or didn't. For what? Ruby. Like what part? How far did you get into Ruby? Uh, season four. Does he awaken his semblance at any given point? What character? The uh... Jean, the blonde yeah. guy. Yeah, you, yeah, the Jean. He does awaken it. Yes. Okay, so he 
he's training to basically awaken it. So this is probably somewhere within season one. Um, I think the way they did it, it's like an off offshoot of season uh, one. I think yeah, I think they're not. Are they going to make any more, or is that it? I don't know. I don't know. But um, anyway, the episode ends with them having a food fight, which was really actually really well animated. And that's one of the key things that kept me going. Um, knowing that this was an offshoot of an anime I never saw immediately turned me off and I would have dropped it, except the music was awesome. The soundtrack was awesome. One of the top soundtracks um, of the season from any show, I feel. Um, overall soundtrack, not just the um, not just the OP and ED, which I thought were really solid as well. Um, the, just the overall soundtrack, one of the best. And then the animation, if it wasn't for Call of Night, this to me probably... You know, I'm, I guess I kind of spoiled it. Um, it it's a, a top tier animation of the season. It really is. Right. It, it, they really did a wonderful job. And for something, when I remember watching the beginning of uh, a couple episodes of the original Ruby to see like, oh, is this something that I would go back and watch? And I thought, fuck no, this animation is garbage. Absolute garbage. And I was like, I would not watch this just purely off of that. And not even the fact that it's in English. Right, because I don't want to watch it in English. But they did. They didn't. They did improve the animation, but it's still not. Great. It's not good. It's not good. But I will say that the animation for Ruby Ice Queendom was awesome. It was truly, truly good. Um, the voice actors were fantastic. Again, this was um, Rooster Teeth's first uh, dive into uh, into anime as a whole, because you can't consider what they did animation, despite the fact it's on Crunchyroll. It's not considered yes. anime. It's just you know American animation. But th- for their first four reigns animation, they did a wonderful job. I gave this a four, right, based really? off of, based off of the action. The story wasn't shit. The story wasn't shit. The action was good. The soundtrack was amazing, and the animation was great. Um, it's a I would say it's one of the sleepers, one of my sleepers of the season. You know, we did we should add a category for sleeper of the season. That's usually that's usually the surprise. I guess, yeah, that's true. Okay, whatever. Anyway, though, yeah, I gave it a four. It's a low end four. Um, truth be told, if I could give it like a three point seven five, I would have given it a three point seven five. I think, but I I didn't want to give it a three because I thought it was better than a three. Right. Um, so I, I rounded up to four, and that's that. It's a forgettable four, but it's a memorable three point seven five for me. Alrighty. All right, so that's that. Those are that's my finales for the season. We'll go on with our penultimates. We'll we'll start yep. off with Boruto. Um, Boruto, it's annoying because the episodes are like meh, right. but the endings of these episodes, as they're getting closer to the conclusion of the arc, are finally getting good, and I'm loving it. Um, we basically. Basically, the episode, you know, doesn't mean much. It really, in the grand scheme of things, the episode truly doesn't mean much anymore. I don't give a fuck about the children. I don't give a fuck about all these oh, other fuck them kids. Fuck them kids in the academy. Fuck them. But the end of the last Boruto was solid. Basically, um, after what's the word I'm looking for? So, um, I have to, I guess, talk about that. Basically, they the whole episode is based around a play that they're doing which is um, centered around the story of Aruchimaru leaving the village. So we got somebody playing Aruchimaru, somebody playing uh, uh, Jiraiya, somebody playing uh, Tsunade. Kawaki is playing, uh, Kawaki's playing uh, Katsuya, Katsura, the, uh, the, are the they, slug. Are they, are, they, are they really doing a play? They're really doing a play in the show. Oh, it's Jesus. cute. It, I, it, it's fucking Christ. <laughs> it's kind of cute. It's kind of cute. Um, uh, what's it called? Himawari's playing Minato. <laughs> It's it's 
It's kind of cute. Anyway, the, the bullshit happens. Da da da. Uh, Himawari and Kawaki are leaving, and one of the centerpieces of the episode was um, Eki, who's in love with Kay, received some sort of anonymous letter that said Kawaki is a shinobi. Um, and the story kind of focuses around him trying to prove that and he fucks everything up in the play. But he received the letter. And when you first read, see the letter or when you see what looks to be the letter, you think it's bullshit. It's just something he made up. When he shows, he apologizes to Kwaki for fucking everything up. He shows him the letter and it's done like an old school ransom where like they cut out the different the different size like letters like lowercase i like squiggly s like you know like how you would see Boruto. like <laughs> Boruto. it is boruto has been mid it has been yeah mid. it has been mid it, 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 this season specifically has been soup it's been below mid this season specific this see i guess you could say season this arc this arc in particular has been below mid yeah. um but they cut it out like old Riddler. And I was like, oh, that's pretty cool. And you think, oh, shit, that's actually legit. And then when he sees that, he's like, how does anybody know that besides Himawari? And now uh, Asuka knows because of what happened in the episode. But Asuka thinks it's because Kawaki is fucking uh, an asshole and he got sent back for remediation, not because he's actually on a mission. But in any case, um, he's like, oh, shit, where's Kay? And Himawari's like, oh, Kay didn't feel good. She's in the infirmary right now resting. And he's like, oh, shit. And while they're having this conversation, we see a background, like, I guess, like these, I guess, an evil, like, minister. They have an evil minister character saying, like, hey, um, we, we want to push her younger brother to be the heir, not K. And the father was going to name K the heir. So they're like, we got to kill K. So they're like, oh, we figured you'd say that. We sent the assassin over to kill K. And so there really is an assassin. Which is what happened at the begin. What basically said at the beginning of the episode, Kawaki's mission is to protect her because there's rumors of an assassin. They're like, they're eh, going to assassinate a ten year old. No, there's a legitimate assassin. The assassin is literally in the infirmary, about to stab K in the neck when Kawaki busts through the door, throws a kunai at him, and he manages to escape after blocking the kunai. But now they've established like there's a legitimate threat towards K, and Kawaki's now like on super alert because of that. And so that last little sequence was actually pretty solid. Um, but overall. Me. All right, now we'll get on to my penultimates. Uh, Bakumatsu Bad Boys. Um, decent penultimate, I'd say. Decent penultimate. Basically, um, Akira, the girl, um, the girl from the from the group, she basically lets slip that she's been seeing a guy for her information, and everyone likes like, oh, so you got a boyfriend? No, I don't have a boyfriend. But you know, it's, they try to play like the the Sunande, fucking. Uh, Sundere thing, like the whole, yeah. like, oh, like you're not my boyfriend, I don't like you, but there's clearly yeah. like, a connection there. So they try to play that off. Um, meanwhile, they basically they have the pieces to the map that we had talked about in the previous episode. They have different pieces, and they're like, we can't figure out this puzzle, can't figure out this puzzle. So Ichiban Boshi is like, hey, let's collect more pieces, right? See if we can make anything of it if we get more pieces. So they go out kill a bunch of mass demons get more pieces and they said tossing out the pieces they had to go ahead they started out with two pieces so tossing out any duplicates they have five different pieces of the map and they can't figure it out can't figure it out can't figure it out and then basically um akira's boyfriend now you can say um katsura i think his name is katsura uh katsura shows up and tells them like oh you should put them in like a in a in a in a in a pattern and they're like, who's he? And he announces himself like, I'm Katsura of the of the Choshu. And Katsura of the, of the Choshu, the Choshu domain is basically the rivals of the of the Kyoto domain like that they're in. And they're like, oh, you're an enemy. We have to kill you. And he's like, no, 
don't kill me. Like I'm on your side. I don't want, you know, any war. I don't want any bullshit like with what my domain is doing. I don't, I have nothing to do with them. Um, I'm just Akira's boyfriend and Akira's like, yes, no, 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 no. She's not my boyfriend. <laughs> and that was funny. But any case, they listen to his, to his, to his advice and they put it in a pattern and they basically are able to, to discern that the, that they're making like a, I guess some sort of star. They're making a star pattern. Like um, like the what's the word? Um, pentagram. Right. Made a pentagram, and the five points of the pentagram are different. Uh, what's it called? Different uh, shrines within Kyoto, and so okay. they basically split up into teams. Akira and her boyfriend go one team. Sakura and Ichibamboshi is another team, and they have four teams basically. They hit the four shrines. Um, they instruct the, the I guess the head of the domain instructs Todo like, hey, you're still injured, but you know you still need to do something. So. Um, go ahead and protect the imperial capital while the Shinsengumi are doing their thing. So they all disperse, and all of them immediately when they get to the shrines, they face attacks. Um, they face the spirit weapons, which I didn't talk about from the previous episode of 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 that. But basically, they have these spirit weapons that are like cannons that are like super like duper beams, which is a little bit of a turnoff. I can't lie um, to the show, right? Uh, given the fact that it's basically based in like I think 13th century or 14th century. Um, or might be actually no, it might be later. It might be like 16th or 17th century, something like that. I think it might be 16th or 17th century that it's based in. But in any case, regardless, old school century Japan. Um, and they have fucking cannons and fucking laser cannons. That turns me off big time. Ever since I seen uh, what's it called? Um, Yasuke. I have, I'm a big stickler for that shit being lame. Right. Um, but in any case. Um, so they have to face the cannons, they get attacked, whatever. <clears throat> and three of the teams basically have to face this. Todo, in the meantime, um, actually, no, I forgot to back. Let me back up real quick. At the at kind of the beginning of the episode, we see Sukito, and he is thinking about what his brother Ichiban Boshi said about, you know, hey, Rashomaru died in that uh, when he drowned in the previous episode, like he drowned and Ichiban Boshi saved him. Like Rashomaru's dead. I saved Sukito. Sukito, join us. Atone for your sins. Da 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 da. Whatever. Um, and it finally like gets to Sukito and he breaks his mask and he's crying. And the master of the mass demons, the headmaster or whatever, comes up and said, like, is this your path? Yes, my path. Like, I'll never forget what you did for me, but I can't continue on. Da 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 da. And he's like, Okay, well, you know, I don't chase after people, but you're not leaving. And basically there's a some sort of like binding curse in the mask that he broke, and basically they binded him um, and now he's basically like a forced slave with like this binded power that accentuates his power. Um, so that was interesting. So while meanwhile, this is happening, <clears throat> the three groups are attacked are attacked and um, Toto, he, everyone's escaped the Imperial capital, except for one particular guy. I forget his name, but when he goes inside of his room, we see it's the headquarters of the mass demons. We found out that the guy that's been inside the capital all along has been the, the, the mole. And he's the leader, the true leader of the mass demons. Um, Toto goes to kill him, but there's a like some sort of like magical barrier around him. Can't kill him. And he's like, don't worry, you'll die eventually. Um, but I want you to take a, a front row seat. to watching all your comrades die again, um, because basically this guy is the whole reason why the original Shinsengumi died in the first place. And so he, we see all the people getting attacked. They're you know hurt, trying to figure out what's next. And then we see Sakuya and 
and Ichiban Boshi, and they arrive at their point, and they see Sukito there, and Sakio's like, yo, don't go to Sukito, something's wrong with him, and we basically see Sukito get the same, um, it looks something like a, uh, like, um, ah, damn it, what is the, the, the skeleton that uh, Sasuke uses in, 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 in Naruto? I forget what it is now. Oh, God. It wasn't Amaterasu. Um, no, it wasn't Amaterasu. It was... Uh, I forgot. Son of a bitch. I forget the name of it. Anyway. Susano? Susano. Thank you. Yes. So he basically uh, summons a Susano with this power. Thank you, whoever is watching. I appreciate that. Susano. Yes. So he summons like a Susano-esque, except this Susano isn't a power of of his own. It's the power of a reincarnation. They're reincarnating this like fucking, I guess, some sort of like ancient war beast that was slain by whoever the fuck. And they're basically going to use this ancient like war beast magical fucking guy to basically, along with the spirit cannons, to rebirth Japan, go after foreign nations and make Japan like the, the absolute best nation in the world. Um, so kind of eh but really cool looking if nothing else um and it fits i guess the narrative in terms of like whatever it is so not bad not bad uh for that one and then finally black summoner which i didn't know was a penultimate until i got on the show just now um black summoner is pretty solid basically we see did i mention in the last episode do you recall me mentioning about how he summoned the hero yes yes i did talk about that so he summons the hero um the previous episode is just them like acclimating trying to get trained etc um and she catches on pretty quick uh rion is the hero's name she she catches on pretty quick this episode focuses on uh on kelvin and the gang kelvin gets summoned by the guild master kelvin is told um hey this king from the other side of the nation has uh requested you and he's also going to be the proctor for your s uh your s tier adventurer uh exam um so good luck and so they send him off to the other continent. They're in the Western continent, uh, continent. So they go to the Eastern continent, and they um, basically are need to head to an elf village, which is peculiar because the, with elves, elves are only located in the Western continent. So the fact that there's a village in the Eastern continent of elves, you know, makes them think. So as they're going there, they get attacked by the elves and Kelvin's like, no, 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 no. Like, yo, I got this seal from the king. I'm here to see you guys. I'm here to help you. And they're like, oh, sorry, you know, we apologize, da-da-da. And they notice Ephiel, who's half-elf. And they're like, Lucille, they say the word Lucille. Like, Lucille, you're alive. How is that possible? And they're like, huh? So the episode starts, OP happens, whatever. They And so Kelvin and the gang are inside of the Elder. The Elder is the one who said that, by the way. So they're in the Elder's hut. And Kelvin's like, I know we're here to talk about the proc, the exam and, and helping you guys. But before we get there, I want to talk about why you called her Lucille. Like, what's going on? Um, and so they give the story about how there was a, they were all in the Western hemisphere at one point. And um, I guess an elf fucked over like a dragon God, the fire dragon God. And the fire dragon God came over to the elf village, killed half the people in the elf village and was going to keep on raging. But this woman, Lucille, offered herself like take me direct your wrath towards me forget the other villagers, please spare them. So the dragon God's like, okay, if you agree to be my wife. I'll uh what's it called? I'll uh I'll spare the village. And she agrees, they fly away, all's good. A few years later, they find Lucille in the forest, dead. 
and so in fear of the dragon god not knowing any of the circumstances they fled the western continent continent went to the eastern continent and that's where they're at today um so they're like hey Ephiel was she knows nothing of her parents and she was born with the fire dragon curse and so basically putting two and two together it seems more than likely Lucille was Ephiel's mother we still don't know who the father is, but at least there's a, a little piece of that like connected there. So basically, the rest of the story revolves around Kelvin saving the elves. The elves are basically um, being kidnapped for some reason or another by these people that have like these crazy monsters or whatever the fuck. And so Kelvin's like, hey, can I renovate your village? And the elder's like, what? And he's like, hey, I, I promise if, I, if you let me renovate your village, like you'll have nothing to worry about. And so she's, he's like, okay, I'll give you permission to do what you need to do to the village. So basically, they construct a super-duper high watchtower made of fucking um, uh, adamantite. And that's where uh, Kelvin and Ephiel are. They basically turn the moat into, like, the moat. They made a moat around the village and turn that water into black water using black magic. And so if anything goes into the water, it burns. <laughs> it burns, which is pretty fucking cool. Um, they have Gerard standing guard and uh mel and rion are out basically blitzing the uh these people and we find out that the the perpetrators are the mixed demon army when it's mixed with humans and and, and demons of some kind or whatever the fuck and so basically the episode focuses on rion because uh, uh mel and uh kelvin are like okay rion you're the hero without they never told her she's the hero but like hey go yeah. ahead and defeat everyone she's like okay so she defeats everyone she's op as shit because she's an op hero including an S-tier monster that they summoned, right? <clears throat> no problem. Killed it, right? Took a, it took a little bit, but she didn't suffer any real damage. Assessed the situation. No problem. Killed it one, two, three. The episode ends, and I don't know if I... I don't think I talked about this in the previous episode, um, but we see the... Um, in the previous episode, um, toward the end of that episode, we see a meeting between the generals of Trison, which is our main antagonist. They're basically like a like uh some sort of dictatorship right we see the five generals we see four of them actually and they're split basically two of them don't want to go to war and destroy the world two of them do want to go to war and destroy the world so they're like we'll leave it up to the fifth general the fifth general basically is like a, a guy is a man who deals with drugs fucks women but is super like feminine himself like he's got long hair he looks like a twink he looks like a twink, but he's super like crazy. Like he's crazy OP, crazy, like crazy, crazy, like wild. So the episode, this episode ends with him firing on Ephiel and Kelvin. Uh, Kelvin deflects the, the bomb and they're like, oh, I thought I killed you. And then Kelvin gets excited because like, oh, he's strong. I get to fight somebody strong. And, you know, he's a battle junkie. So he gets excited from that. And so that is my review. You have anything else left? Any what? Hey, do you have any? Do you have any other shows? Is that it? That's it. Alrighty, very good. Um, uh, the Devil's a Part Timer. This is a two episode thing, so I will make this mm. first one quick. Uh, first one left, left off with Emmy and Mao. They beat that bear from the first one from the previous episode because you know the baby was crying. It's like, mm-hmm. nope, you can't have this. So they fight the bear mm-hmm. pretty easily, and you find out another reason why they're here is that someone's been stealing the family's crops. Mm. So they're like, all right, let's, let's give them a scare. Mm. 
And they did to the point where basically they fought that right over one of the one of the one of the people. Mm. And, but she just like holds it onto the car, like it's just frozen still. Mm-hmm. And Emmy rips the car top, one of the fucking soils himself. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mao has his demon forms, like, hey, I heard you were stealing pals. That's no good. But um all that happened was uh the thieves got arrested, they got a big payday. That was that episode. This episode Mao wants to buy a TV, and his uh, right-hand man is telling him no because they're poor as fuck. But they met, they made some money. They made five hundred dollars, so they could they could buy a TV. They could splurge a little. Mm-hmm. So they're uh, trying to do that, uh, and then the guy's like, "Oh no, we we gotta spend like we have a twenty thousand yen budget." And I was like, "Aha!" But I have credit, so I could save five thousand yen. Save five thousand yen. Yes, you can save fifty dollars on a two thousand dollar TV. Okay, sorry, two hundred dollar TV. Two hundred dollar TV. What Again, the fuck? 20, what, 20, 20, what is that? CRT. Twenty thousand yen is two hundred dollar. So twenty thousand yen is. Oh no, you're right. Yeah, twenty thousand yen yeah, is two hundred dollars for TV. <laughs> what is it? A CRT? I don't. Know, they didn't buy it yet. <laughs> what is it? Oh my god. Okay. Uh, but yeah, uh, Emmy's uh, co-worker says, hey, so Aisha asked me out to come with them, but she fixes the day. So there's a, what, what clothes do you think he likes? So, of course, Emmy gets angry because Mao and Aisha, they can't have nice things. They can't be happy because they're demons. <laughs> mm. So they deserve to die, even though they're not doing anything evil. Mm. Even the other girl's like, if they're here, they're not going to cause any trouble. We really don't have to worry. <laughs> like, I think I like I think they're happy. Yeah, Suzuno was like, yeah, I think they're just happy here. Like I don't think they have a desire to really go home. What's going on? And we see Gabriel again, the that other angel. He's just living a normal life in this apartment. He's talking to the old man that uh, he uh, has coffee with in this same complex, mm-hmm. and he decides to go casually walk into Mao's apartment, seeing Lucifer. This takes his drink and his snacks. <laughs> he's like, hey, what's up? <laughs> like, don't mind me, all this type of shit. Uh, but he's mostly there to talk to Lucifer. And he asks, like, so why are you with Mal and the others anyway? Like, you're like the second strongest person ever. <laughs> mm-hmm. so all you do is just browse the internet and buy on Amazon. He's like, I have more fun here than just sitting in hell doing nothing. That's really it. Fair. So I get up. That's a good boy. So he's talking about he's just neat or whatever. Uh, the the uh, neat of hell. The neats, yes. <laughs> the ultimate neat. Uh, basically, but uh, Chiho, she did, Chiho didn't get to join them for the TV because, you know, she's still in high school. They're not. She goes home. She turns the TV on, and there's this, like, white flash. And then the whole background of her is, like, black and white. Like, what the fuck's going on? Time's frozen. We don't know. And episode ends. Hmm. It's It, it was okay. This is probably... This episode, though, is probably the only one that was close to season one in terms of comedy and all that. Mm-hmm. And that the season is just still not hidden. Hmm. Like, like, some of the characters are fine, but I feel like there's also a whole lot of nothing at the same time. It's mid. Yeah. It's not a disappointment. It's just more of... Just mid. Spice. Yeah. The maid I hired recently. Ugh. 
I can't, believe, I can't believe you stuck through this to the very end. Yeah. Yeah, me too. <laughs> Man. But um, this is a two-episode thing. We'll make it... Well, I'll make this one quick as possible. Uh, Yuri is talking to Sukasa about his feelings for Lilith. Like, and then Sukasa's like, from Brennan Romance. <laughs> 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 Well, yeah, she actually tells she tells Yuri like yes because you're in love with her, and he's like, "Huh? Like, like what's what? Like he doesn't know what love is." And huh? Nanny? Like, yeah. So, it's all that's going on. Uh, he tries to talk to Liv about it, but uh, he forgot. He forgot. He forgets to. Mm-hmm. So, I forgot why, but something happened. Uh, but oh yeah, she was uh, basically trying to get his attention at the same time. Like, hey, but like he like walks past her. Mm-hmm. Like, do you want dinner, a bath, or me? That whole oh, thing. Oh, oh, and, and still nothing. It was like, I, I was kidding if he weren't. <laughs> but basically, it was just more that him, like, trying to figure out his feelings. Mm-hmm. And then we get to the next episode, Lilith's Day Off. You know, she actually gets a day off. And uh, before that, though, Yuri has a dream. He sees a young girl that looks like Lilith, but it's a little younger. So basically... He knew her when they, he was younger and when she was younger, but she wasn't a maid. I guess it was a she was a kid at the time that the parents took in. So he knew her, but he forgot. Like he, but all of a sudden it came to a realization when he had a dream about her. So this is like a sister complex. Not adopted. Hmm. Not adopted. I guess uh, basically the parents thought she was a stray, so basically like take her in for a bit, type of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you only see her that little, small little instance. So, of course, he gets suspicious of that. But, uh, what'd you call it? Uh, Fujisaki and Woodliff, they're talking back and forth. She's talking about, like, how uh, Fujisaki was talking about how Lilith changed after basically being, uh, excuse me, Yuri's maid, all that jazz. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Fujisaki's like, I think you should tell him about how, like, who you are, type of thing. Mm hmm. And Jesus says, yeah, I'll think about it. Ordeal. And then we go, uh, they find out Yuri was basically following her the whole time. Like, like, what, like what, what don't you want to tell me? What aren't you telling me? And then it brings up, like, like I knew, I knew you from younger. Like, I got those memories type of thing. Like, I remember now. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, and then she's speechless a bit about it. And she wanted to bring it up the whole the whole time, but she didn't want to, like, force it or rush it. Like, she wanted him to figure it out on his own. That was the first half of it. Then the second half, we're in school. You see the kids together. It's like, so what you do with Lilith? I go, we were in bed together. It was like... <gasps> I got to the point where she just fainted, nosebleed. <laughs> and they got to... <laughs> Bludges! Pretty much. Yeah, and yeah, basically it's like, oh yeah, again, go tell her. So he runs home from school. He tells Lilith he loves her. I was like, did I miss a page? We're not the finale, and he's already confessing the love. No, he skipped ahead, and uh, this redhead checks like, "Oh, sorry, that's to me, that's to me." He's like, "Oh, I found you, Lil. What are you doing here? I sent you a letter saying to go home, but you didn't. So I'm here to pick you up." <laughs> so that was where that cliffhanger ended. But basically, yeah, it was more of he was suspicious of her because he didn't know her, and he wants to know her. And Yuri confesses love. Sounds lame. Anyway. Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. I'm already. I'm already committed. So fuck it. I feel like I found your disappointment. 
No, it's still Tepin because it's still the only one I dropped. I didn't feel like enough. I didn't put Tepin as my disappointment because I feel like I didn't. We didn't give it enough of a chance. A no, now if I really want that assassination attempt episode, but <laughs> you know, I mean, we can go back and see it if we want. But still, is it out? I think it is. Didn't we say it was coming out? I think we did. I don't remember. Yeah, we had that good discussion that it was coming out on at some point. All right, moving on. Isekai OG said, uh, man, this uncle is just fucking cheap. He's worthless. And he was about to meet Sonic because there's a killer hedgehog at the thing. So he was about, so he was about happy to meet him and all this. But no, it's, it's just a regular hedgehog. It's not Sonic. So he got disappointed. Hmm. So, so, so he didn't want to kill the hedgehog because these are three adventurers that were basically bullying him when he got there. Mm-hmm. Well, first he first he saved them, and then he erased their memories after saving them, because he didn't want them to know. Like, like he knew, like they know too much about me. No, erased the memories. And then he comes across him again for this, and he wants to meet Sonic. It's not Sonic; it's a regular hedgehog. He's like, oh, like they got it wrong. But yeah, the what you call it? His fucking nephew's like, that's what they really look like in real life. <laughs> also, we see the fucking rabbits from ReZero in here. <laughs> Oh my god, do you? Yes, they were biting. <laughs> oh my god. In one of his flashbacks, we see the rabbits <laughs> biting him. He was screaming in pain. But uh yeah, he, he talks to the hedgehogs like we like, why are you killing these people? Like, I, are they invading your territory and all this? And the hedgehog's like, No, I just like to do it because it's fun. I like hear them scream and all this. His uncle has a serious look, he just blasted the hedgehog. It's a bitty bitty pieces. Fuck. He's like, nope. Like, what do you say? Nothing. Don't worry about it. Nothing. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, they have the for his little uh, his uh, new his language in the other world. They call it wild talk. They finally have a name for it. Mm. Um. Also, um, they talk about his first encounter with the Sundari elf mm-hmm. after basically going berserk with. There was berserk, like he was killing all these monsters, demons that were like after being harassed by these free adventures from before. And he sees the uh, elf like about to die by this giant monster. He killed this giant thing one swoop, and she was basically naked. So he put, he he takes this hoodie off and gives it to her. So she's wearing his hoodie, mm-hmm. and then and then she sees and then he sees her like dimensional pocket, like putting stuff in away. Mm-hmm. So like, oh. Are you hurt? Did you get stabbed? What happened? They start unzipping her with the hoodie while she's naked. At first, she was grateful to him that all this has happened and she wants to kill him. I was like, what the fuck? Oh, but, no, no, this, this is fun. I hate that the wait's two months for the rest. <laughs> so this got disqualified from your shit, right? Yeah. Yeah. I, I'll still put it in like the in their genre, whatever it is, but I'm, when it comes to the countdown list, it's off. Mm-hmm. It's it's off. I'm like, damn it, because <laughs> mm-hmm. it, it would have been on there. Mm-hmm. All right, uh, Shadow's house. Fuck. <laughs> yeah, you you said that this was a wild uh, a wild one. Yeah, this is a wild penultimate. Mm-hmm. Uh, what you call it? Kate got Mary Rose and Rosemary caught tied up after tricking them because uh, what you call it? Kate and John swapped outfits with Emilico and Sean. Mm-hmm. As like a decoy type thing, and then they were able to catch up and all this. 
And then we get backstory on Mary Rose and what's the shadow? Barbara, when they were younger, when they, when they were in the children's children's wing. Mm-hmm. And of course, Christopher. Like we're, get, we're we're learning about Christopher too as we're going along. And uh, Barbara looked up to Christopher and Mary Rose, and then basically, uh, they're they're all talking all this. And uh, Christopher, we were trying to figure out what happened to him because he he suddenly vanished a bit. And then you see his doll telling Mary Rose that Christopher killed himself because mm. he found out what they do with the, with the adulthood when you basically have the shadow merge with the doll. Mm-hmm. He didn't want that, so he killed himself. <laughs> That's dark. I was like, holy shit! Like, so what happens to that? What happens to his doll? Like, fuck. Left him like, by his lonesome. He, he's he's practically useless. And then, uh, yeah, uh, Mary Rose... A widowed doll. What? A widowed doll. Basically. Yeah, and then Barbara was, like, trying to talk to Mary Rose and all this, and they were basically avoiding them, because they made a promise to each other that, like, let's grow up together, like, let's be growing up together. Mm -hmm. And when uh, Mary Rose was being sent to Edward, she said to Barbara, I'm sorry, I couldn't fulfill her promise. Mm -hmm. And then, yeah, and then we see Edward... And then basically, Kate and Miliko, they're all watching on. They can't cross the bridge. And then basically, once uh, Edward says, "All right, now come, now come to me," um, basically, Mary Rose breaks from the breaks free from her ropes and she starts trying to fight for her life, basically. Mm. But it doesn't last long. Edward basically stunned her, and then there was a there was a bit there was an explosion by the building. Mary Rose got free for a second. She grabs her doll and they jump off. They jump off the bridge. So they become one, exactly, but they become one in death and not in that merging thing. Mm-hmm. And it's like, holy shit. <laughs> Edward tried to stop her. Uh, Kate tried it. Like, nope. Too late. Mm-hmm. And that was where that ended for that penultimate. I was like, wow. <laughs> that seems so, wild. Yeah, it was wild. So I wonder what they're going to do next. Now what? Yeah, basically that one. We got one episode left for that one. So you don't see this having a season three? Like this is No, it'll have a season three. Oh, will it? Yeah, I was trying to figure out how they're gonna tie up whatever's left. Like what's like how they're gonna end this season. Hmm. It's always one that ranks high for you. Like so this is one that always ranks high for you. Yeah, um this this is probably gonna be in the middle for right now. Hmm. Like top five. It might crack top five, depending on the finale. Okay. But this is a uh, solid top twenty-five of the year. It could be. It could be in here. Yeah, it'll probably probably in the twenties. But yeah, okay. Uh, all right. I love Class the anticipation of... that we build for this. I'm just like, yeah. oh, I have to think. <laughs> yeah, classroom of the, the elite. Of the season. Oh God. Fucking waterboarding. Nothing wrong with it. I got Jesus Christ, Reed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is gonna basically be two episodes because mm-hmm. we didn't. I didn't talk about it in the previous one. Mm-hmm. But Ayana Koji, he cut ties with uh, Karizawa. So she's basically lost to herself. He, but he still talks to everyone normally. Uh, Ryuyan, he, ta- he, co- he confronts uh, Rokusuke. Basically this uh, big, muscular, white, blonde hair guy in Class D. So Makabe. Fa- the yes. Makabe of Classroom of the Elite. Basically. But he's just handsome. But <laughs> Okay. We found Matt's but, uh, man crush on the yeah, show. Yeah, but... <laughs> But no, he he confronts him. And he thinks uh, he this guy's the mastermind. 
because he doesn't help out his classmates, doesn't do anything. It's like, no, like, dude, like, I don't fucking care. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's why I don't do anything. <laughs> like, I'll, I'll, I'll do my shit, but I have nothing to gain for fucking with people. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, like, also, you're gonna, are you going to bother me more? Because I have a date tonight. Fuck you. Mm-hmm. And he starts calling Dragon Boy, and Ryuan hates that. Mm-hmm. And this uh, girl from Class B, she starts mocking Ryuan. <laughs> like, I'm just going to watch. I'm going to jump in. Say, oh, is Dragon Boy upset? So he gets pissed off. He goes to her, starts getting ready to punch her. But one of the classmates uh, jumped in. <laughs> Uh, Suzune tries to break it up, it's like no violence and all this. It's like what violence? Like you're all right there, guy. The, my classmate's like, oh yeah, I just tripped. But like, see, there's no violence here. We're all we're all getting along. We're just we're just bantering. <laughs> so Ryuyan, uh, he basically he gets pissed off. He walks off, but he uh, sends an email to Karizawa saying, "Meet me here." But she doesn't know it's like from him, like come mm-hmm. alone type thing. Too sweet. Whoever said that? Yes, yeah, too sweet. Whoop whoop. So basically, this is his way no to, lure out, to lure out the mastermind. Basically, get the pawn, see if he gives a shit about her. Mm-hmm. So he goes. So she goes there. He she gets she get she goes inside. He starts to confront her. All this, and then uh, one of the, one of his classmates starts pouring cold water on her. Because and again, it's freezing cold outside. So she's already shivering. Mm. All this is going on, and he's like, "As like, where's the like? Who's the mastermind? Who is it?" And she's not, she's not saying. She's saying she doesn't know. I don't know what you're talking about. So, so, so one of the classmates puts his shirt over her face and just starts waterboarding her right there. <laughs> and then uh, I had a code. He leaves the school building, but he gets invited to go out karaoke. So he's not going to save her. It's like, hey, we're going karaoke. Want to join us? Like, okay. It's unrelated to the incident that they're going karaoke. Just, it just happens to be a coincidence. No, 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 like they're all just like, hey, now classmates, they passed the test they want to celebrate. Mm. So class C doesn't know anything. It's, just, it's class C that's basically torturing this girl. He's like, I know it's you. Like, and it's the bullied you. girl, right? What? Is this the bullied girl that constantly gets bullied? That's getting yeah. waterboarded? Yeah. Oh my God. I was going to say, this poor check is. As, I feel as, like it's like, going to end in her like school shooting or her suiciding. It has to, right? And he's like, he's just like, I heard pe- girl, the people that get bullied, they, they're more durable to this type of punishment. So let's see. So let's test that. Mm. Uh, he's like, I, I know it's you that knows who he is because what you call it, you got set up because my classmates that were bullying you there. Uh, how do you think they got there? He sent them there. <laughs> mm-hmm. So all this, like, say, like he abandoned you and all this shit. And he's like, and Depp sounds like saying he's gonna break her. And then we go what next. A game from that. He's he's like, this will all go away if you just. And then he like, he like kicks her, <laughs> like he's beating the shit out of her. What what is it a game from this? Like I feel like there's nothing to gain from just bullying this poor fucking girl unless she's gonna be a school. He dude. he he just wants he just wants the guy to reveal himself. <laughs> he he believes violence is power. That's his thing. I feel like you've convinced me to not watch this show at all. Uh, we'll get, I'll get to it. But uh, yeah, uh, Ibuki, she's telling him, "All right, that's enough. Like, like stop. Like, like you proved your point. Like he's not gonna, like nothing's gonna happen. He's not coming. Mm-hmm. Like I'm not done yet with her. So he's just enjoying it at this point. And then she's like, that she says to him, like, "Fuck you. I ain't telling you shit." <laughs> After that, like there you go. Mm. And he's like, and he's like, ah, what a pity. And then we go back to. I had a coach in the classmates. He, he says, once they're at the karaoke, he's like, oh, yeah, actually, I'm going to go bounce. 
Like I got, I'm actually tired from all this, from all the exams. So I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna leave. Mm-hmm. So he talks to the teacher. Like he, he goes back. He's talking to the teacher, and he says, uh, "Class C is gonna do something. So I need you to like report it in a bit." So, so he has that. So she's gonna be a witness, and so is the former student council, uh, Horikita Manabu. Mm-hmm. So, so he convinced him to basically get, assist him in this type of regard because he still has pull despite not being a council president. Mm-hmm. But the exchange was that he helps his sister get into the student council in his place type of thing, like a secretary job or something like that. Hmm. He's like, he's like, okay. So yeah, he starts going in there. Yeah, because this this was when she was being waterboarded too. Like we're going like back and forth. Like we see where it where 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 it ties in, mm-hmm. like how far in there. Uh, Ayana Koji, he goes in there. Like th- three of the students are like, no, that that's not him. No, 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 no. Then because he's like, yeah, that's like in the background and all this. It's like, oh yeah, like I know your camera's broken from the last exam because I had the, I was the one that broke that camera. So fuck you. <laughs> mm. And so the classmates start to jump him, and they all get their asses kicked. <laughs> Every single one, of them, even the big bulky guy. So I uh, because he's skilled, they're not because all that training in the white room. Mm-hmm. So knocks him out, even knocks the girl out from uh, class C. So it's him and Ryuyen. So yeah, he starts to go. He actually almost gets a hit on him, and I was like, huh. And then yeah, he he knocks him down a bit, and Ryuyen is trying to get him to like emote about this type of thing. Like, don't you care about like anything type of thing? No, he doesn't know. Like he, like he no, knocks no. Ryuyen down, and in this blank expression, he's just punching him. It's like, why should I feel for for me beating the shit out of you? Like, what joy do I? Have? He's just like punching him, like face first. Like he's getting all, like black eyes, face bruised, and he's just, it's just this blank expression on his face. <laughs> and yeah, and Ryuyen is finally knocked out. And then he he goes to Karizawa. He starts to check up. Yeah, actually, he's actually caring about her. Like, are you okay and all this? So, like, I, and I said, I told you that I would take care of you if something were if someone were to bully you. Someone was. Mm-hmm. It's like, despite saying I was not dugging, like that that hasn't changed. So she starts crying and hugging him, and that was where that episode ended for now. And yeah, we got one more left. I just took it off my list. I'm just like, the way you describe it, I'm just like, uh, I don't think I would particularly find any sort of enjoyment in watching this. It's just more of, is this one of those you got to pay attention? Mostly with what Ayata Koji does. I feel like I pay attention more to the subtitles than I would the anime. So why do I want to Yeah, pretty now? much. Yeah. Here, buddy. Anyone say hi? Say hi, buddy. Ow. Yeah. Your claw, fucking bastard. This fucking cat that I've been through so much shit with. Because of her, his fucking owner. Are you officially keeping it? I don't know. I don't fucking know. All right, one more summertime rendering. Hmm. Uh, however, of course, I got to talk about two episodes in this one. But uh, yeah, Ushio is back. She's better than ever. Mm-hmm. She has her power. She has her memory. She has all that shit. Uh, Shide's trying to kill them. Um, basically fails to do so. Hmm. But uh, Shinpei. She they see Shinpei holding the gun, so and basically he's going to kill himself to go basically have since he has Ushio kill himself. They go back to where they were and they have her back. 
So this is the la- like this is like last chance. That that's it. This is the final time they can kill themselves and go back. Yes. Mm. So yeah. So he threw off Shide and uh, Hayne from that. Shoots himself. Ushio's with him. They're all there. Uh, they found uh, Hayne's body, original body. Mm. So basically, kill her. It's done. It's over with. Mm-hmm. So they uh, and they find out uh, they can't be. You know how they track him with the mark on his arm. Mm-hmm. Uh, it turns out if they're in the, one of those big shadow babies, they can't track that. So that's like a decoy type thing. Mm-hmm. So they go into this to go swim into swim to the island. Uh, eventually, Han and she they figure it out. Of course, uh, they get there. They get there first. Uh, they're about they're about to close the gates, but Shide's head popped out. So Nezu, of course, sacrifices himself to hold them off with the, with a shotgun. That happens. Hey, we don't see him dead, but it's it's pretty sure he died. Mm. So I was like, oh. <laughs> so yeah, they're all there to see Hayne. Shide comes out. They're they're all fighting. Everyone's fighting. Uh so gets uh the shadow Hayne trapped with the nail gun. Ushio's about to deliver the final blow, but Hayne starts like to scream of stop, this made her stop. And we find out Shide is the one pulling the strings. <laughs> mm. And it's not the real Hayne there. It's her like alter ego that started everything. Mm-hmm. So the real Hayne is in the other side, like the where these shadow creatures are. Mm-hmm. So killing this alternate ego, Dabagan ain't gonna do anything. Mm-hmm. Really, the only thing we'll do is affect Shide's armor. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so now Shide basically is like crushing her head, like I don't need you anymore, type of thing. But I'm gonna keep your body just so I can keep his armor. Mm-hmm. And then he actually summons his gates to bring them into the shadow world. Mm-hmm. So he goes in. Uh, Ushio and Shinpei, they're about in between. Uh, they're saying, Ushio's saying, if you go, you'll die. Like, I don't want you to do that. I'll go by myself. Mm-hmm. But she is like, Shinpei's like, I'm with you to the end. We're doing this. And like, he said to Ushio, I love you. <laughs> so they both go in together. So leaving mm-hmm. So, Tokiko, Shadow Mio, they're less behind. So we're seeing this actual Shadow World. Mm. And he, you, Shinpei cannot loop there. So, mm. so if he's dead, he's dead. Mm-hmm. He lured him there. Mm. So this is where this final battle is essentially going to be. Uh, Shinpei, he can't find Ushio, but he is talking to Renosuke, the his is a little brother that's basically in him, mm-hmm. like a transfer to him. So they start getting along and all this, and then uh, he finally sees Ushio in the crowd with the other shadows, and then you see the actual Hain, the real Hain. The one that was friends with the sister and all that. Mm-hmm. And yeah, and she said she was going to help them fight Shide. Mm-hmm. And so fucking Zeppelins, the planes, Shide has all these Hindenburg type planes with missiles. He's going all out with like trying to bomb everyone. Mm-hmm. His goal in this is basically end everything. It wasn't the Shadow Creeps to go home, but it was basically end everything. Humanity, like basically pitch black darkness. That's what he wants. <laughs> no one else can live, basically. Mm-hmm. But he's shooting on these bombs. Uh, it's not working. Ushio's trying to fend it off. It's not fully working well. 
Uh, also, she has the other eye. Like, Shinpei has the right eye. Mm-hmm. She has the other eye, which predicts two seconds. So that's they're using those together. But uh, Ushio starts fighting uh, Shede up, up in the up in the sky. Uh, she regen she can regenerate a lot quicker in the shadow world because she is a shadow. It is for shadows. Mm-hmm. So she can't die as easily there. Mm. She can just not it. Just not easy. So mm. all that's going on. Shide wants basically that other eye because that will grant him his wish of ending everything. Mm-hmm. So she holds that. She holds that eye. And uh, yeah, he makes most of her body disintegrate. The eye's there, but Ushio comes back, cuts him a bit, grabs his eye, puts it back in. And cliffhanger. The penultimate is next week. What is it with eyes? You know, something about anime eyes is like, oh, you know how an eye in reality is, right? You have your eye, you have the stem. In anime, fucking you just take out eyes, put them eyes. They're like, fucking, you can screw eyes in. I want your eye. I'll trade you your eye for my eye. Okay. Fucking eyes, man. I just hope that one day it'll be on fucking HBO. Or not HBO, what the fuck am I saying? Disney. I hope so. I really hope so. Yeah. Anyway, that's it for me. All right. Got the cat relaxing over here with me. All right. Uh, we, did, uh, we did ours and news in the hour 15. It's not bad. All righty. Uh, should we get to our only finale together? Yes, this week. Uh, rent a girlfriend. Solid ending. Solid ending. Solid season for what it's worth. Uh, we still got to talk about the second episode before. Oh, yeah. We got to talk about we the hey, we'll, we'll make we'll, we'll, we'll make it quick. It's basically uh, Sumi wants uh, Kazuya for another practice date. I love that episode, by the way. That penultimate episode was fucking great. Yeah. But yeah, uh, basically that's what it is. Chizuru tells him, oh, yeah, Sumi wants to do the practice date with you. Are you free? He's like, yeah, I'm free. Even though he doesn't know it's for his birthday. It was, was a real date. Sweet. It was a real yeah. date. I thought it was sweet, though. It was. It was very sweet. I love Sumi. We must protect Sumi. Yes, exactly. But uh, yeah, uh, yeah. Sumi's there. She's also wearing a schoolgirl uniform. Yeah. I, oh, well, you know. I, and then Kazuya's like, "You saw me, didn't you?" I was like, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> <It's> like, ah! <laughs> but yeah, uh, she's like, "Yeah, like be there by this time." She's t- basically she took it to the aquarium. Uh, she knows he loves fish, aquatic life. Mm-hmm. So she gets to see him geeking out about that. I thought that was nice. She's so like perfect for him She's or perfect. just. I love. Uh, yeah. I, I love did Sumi. too. She's nice. I love Sumi. Uh, Ruka Gurami loves Sumi. Yeah. Fuck mommy. Yeah, fuck her. She's a Ru- I like her, but I don't like her cold demeanor. <laughs> She's okay. She has a better body, but personality-wise, you know. she's got the best tits. Uh, she's got an ass. But she's who does, I guess. Yeah, but Ruka has a slender type body, and Sumi's just Sumi's got the nice type. Sumi is who you want to take home to your mom. Yeah, and Ruka is someone you want to is your college friend that you hook up with. Yeah, Ruka's hot though. Oh yeah, no, no, agreed. Definitely on the kinky side, especially after that kiss. Ooh, right? Yeah, I I thought like, hey, if they were at the grandparents' house, he'd be he would oh yeah, right there. Doki Doki. Like he was close. <laughs> Bro, all she had to fucking do is like lean back and open her legs. Or or pet him. Or pet him, straddle him, grind him, ride him. That's it. Done. He's done. He's done. <laughs> Sawate. Yeah, exactly. Sawate. But uh yeah, uh, they're doing the aquarium. Uh, they have that sh- what? 
Hansu. Hansu. Now we're not we're not Bishoka Tensei. Proving your own child made. We're, we're not lonely. We're not lonely. We're hundred inch dick. But anyway, but got him. Anyway, they're doing the Shamu thing. They get wet. They thought they'd be fine because they're further up in the seats. Mm. Turns out they were wrong. All that happens, they eventually dry up. Uh, they go to the second part of the date at night. They're like in this couple's area. Everyone's holding hands, kissing. And Sumi talks to Kazuya like, you look bothered. And he's like, oh, I'm fine. Don't worry about it. And she just grips his hand saying, tell me. <laughs> that was so good. And yeah, and Kazuya tells everything. And Sumi starts crying. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, <laughs> and she like saying that she's like there for her and all that, like there for him and all that. It was amazing. And of course, they they cut out the they they start the crying with birthday gift. Yes. What was the gift again? A hat. It was a hat. Yes, he got he got a hat. It was adorable. Boshi. And Sumi was happy. Matsuno Boshi. And now the finale. Yes. Cheezer is basically Cheezeru backstory. Yes, and we finally get to know a little bit more about her. Mm-hmm. Of course, she's a she's a brat. She hates men. Yep, fuck men. Yep, niggas ain't shit. But uh, Grandpa, he's like he's trying. He wants to support her in all this, especially since you know she has no parents. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, let me out of all help you. <laughs> but uh, she comes across uh, old tapes of her grandma. She was an actress. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then she she brings up to the grandma and they actually watch those movies together. And she's a bitch in the movies. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> right? Yeah. And yeah, all that happens. And what would you call it? And yeah, she says that she wants to be an actress. So of course, the grandfather is like full on support. Yeah, you go. I got to, you got this. You yeah, can make your the grandpa I thought was a little annoying, but he's like, you know, he's 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 a cool character. He was a cool. No, character. I liked him. Yeah. And then yeah, and then the grandma like tells him like the reality is like you know it's really hard to be an actress or not everyone gets the gig or everyone like still years later is still a struggling actor. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And she says like I want you to go to college at least that way you have a backup. Mm-hmm. And she understood. Mm-hmm. And what happens next, Ethan? Uh, what the fuck did happen next after the college? Um, truck coon. Oh yeah, truck coon. But he didn't get isekai. No. Well, he might have, and we just don't know. No, he, he might be the uncle. He might be Uncle Ojisa. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's the OG son. Oh my god! They just have to wait seventeen years. It's okay. No, but. Yeah, he got truck gooned. Yeah, yeah, we 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 know we know he died, guy. We know he it's did. Sean. It's Sean. Sean picked a great time to start watching us as we did our rent a girlfriend. Yeah, he did. But no, uh, yeah, he got yeah. Uh, what you call it? a guy was texted the truck truck who was texted driving. Yeah, it's his car. Yep. He's basically a vegetable. Life support. Yeah. Uh, and you realize she gets the call. Mm-hmm. And I'm saying it's not looking good. Mm-hmm. So Cheezer remembers what the grandpa talked about going to all these shrines, do the prayers at the shrines. Yeah, 100 prayers at 100 shrines. Or 100, no, yeah, 100 prayers at the shrine, something like that. Yeah, and so she basically ran out saying, He'll be fine, I'll be right back. 
starts doing this, takes a couple yep. of hours. Yeah. She comes back. Yeah. She's out. She talks to the grandpa. Like, it's okay. I did it. You're going to be fine. And he does get up. He's awake for a bit. He's awake enough to. He, so he was unconscious at the time. And then Shizuro gives a very heartfelt, emotional uh, reality. Like, you know, just kind of like said, you're going to be fine. 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 Um, you know, and then said, like, you know, you promised you were gonna watch me, you promised you were gonna watch me. And then the, the grandfather who was unconscious wakes up briefly and says, you know, in essence, like your 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 dream I was it dreams or wishes, dreams will come yeah. true if you if you just pray, something like that, and then dies. And yeah, everyone is super upset. She's yeah. like broken down from it. <sighs> yep, and then we flash forward to present day where he's she's talking to him in front of the shrine and she's breaking down again breaking down again well, breaking, like, like yeah. basically saying like, like you basically lied to me type yeah of like why are you gonna lie to me like why did you lie to me like I, you know you knew i couldn't do this why am i going through all this and then the but doorbell right. not, yep and uh it's kazuya kazuya this and he's like panting out of breath like i did i got a thing <laughs> took me a while after i jerked off oh. your picture I need content. I need blood. Some of it got in the uh, fish tank. I had to clean it before I came over here. It was a cum baby. Uh, but I was like, basically, you could be in a movie. You could do this. It's a project. We, we just got to write it. We got to set it up, and you could be in it. You could do this for your grandma. Mm. I'll help you. And uh, she's like, I don't know all this. That she eventually thinks about it, and she says, can you really make this happen? He's like, yes, yes, I can do it. <laughs> and now she says, okay. So credits are rolling. They're both working on the thing. Uh, Ruka tries out to Kazuya. He gets the, she gets the cold shoulder. That's how the episode ends. Basically, we see every girl like kind of in their own moment. Sumi's doing her own thing. Mommy's still stalking because she's a fucking psycho. Yep. And Chizuru, for her part, she really, you know, at the end of the day, she really sat down. She's in the shower thinking about the whole thing that happened. And she's like, I wonder what she gets embarrassed, but you know, she realizes that there's something that she's like, I wonder what kind of face I was making to Kazuya. And I, I, I like that, you know, because there's a little bit of a sexual aspect to that, you know, because you see a lot, you see that a lot in hentai, like, oh, it's yeah. a lewd face or such a like face, a embarrassing face. Faces are really, really it when it comes to, to, to Japanese women mostly. So, um, you know, the fact that she's like, I wonder what kind of face, like, it really shows that she's really kind of in tune with the reality of her emotions that they are swayed um by what's going on and stuff and you know yeah so what do you give it final grade i gave it a three on analyst it's better than a season one i give it three and a half i gave it three and a half i'll give it a three and a half but it's a three uh, on uh, but yeah it, it a lot of it is still cringe but also the last few episodes were able to save it mm-hmm it's probably it's probably it's not gonna be in my top ten, but it'll never be in my fucking. And meanwhile, this motherfucker's like it's a top, top, it's a top five anime, no questions asked. This fucking stupid motherfucker. <laughs> he's in, he's in the chat room, pal. Yeah, I'm telling it to his face. You're a stupid motherfucker for thinking Rent a Girlfriend is a top five anime of the season. Should go fucking jump off a cliff. Oh come on now. Go jump off a cliff and go oh. pretend to land in Mizuhara's boobs. Oh, they don't. That's right. It's not real. Ow. <laughs> Anyway, uh, pet ultimate, uh, what you call it? Harm Labyrinth. No sex. No sex. It's For the first episode of like six episodes or some shit, there's no sex. Oh, man. Where was... 
you're, you're losing me for etching the season. I want another blowjob. Hey, for real, did you? I love the un, the uncut blowjob scene. Was fucking phenomenal. Yeah. Uh, right. <laughs> that, that was the best fucking sex scene I think of the entire season. Was the uncut yeah. blowjob scene, especially I was, afterwards. I was like, I I kind of want to give it this season just for the sex scenes. Oh, this is actually this is actually the season easily. Uh, like fuck, like, it, it's because it, it's exactly what you want. Etchy shit. It is literally etchy. Yeah, like we said, it's etchy the season, but it's not the best etchy. If that makes uh, sense. The, the the best story is still Vermel. <laughs> it still is, which we didn't see at the season finale as we record. No, we will talk about the penultimate man a bit. Yes, indeed. After this, but uh, basically, um, yeah, um, Roxanne and Michio, they're talking about buying another. Let's say, but before More that, like, though, mostly, before uh, that, but yeah, but yeah, before that, though, he talks about he wants to go back to the village to talk to Alan about writing a will. Mm-hmm. Basically, wants Roxanne to be a free, per- a free individual instead of just killing herself once her master's dead. Mm-hmm. And she says, "No, you don't. You don't have to worry about that. I got you, no matter what. Like, what if I get sick? Then I'll cure you." Basically, she tried to find any excuse to go no. I will protect you. Don't do shit. Must protect like, me, Joe. Yes. But he's like, all right, fine. But I'm still going there because we need to buy another party member. And she actually agrees because, again, once we go higher levels, there's going to be more people that are going to need more. Yeah, they said starting from level eight, there's four monsters that appear. And they can't do it with just themselves. <laughs> Correct. So, and they talk about they need a blacksmith, basically. Yes. AKA. So those, are, those are essentially no, 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 dwarfs. Dwarf, dwarf, sorry. Dwarf. Yeah. So yeah, um, yeah, they go to they go to the town. They talk to Alan. Uh, also, they have the skull coin that turns to gold, so that's worth a lot of money. <laughs> yes, hundred thousand, I think. Yes. Yeah. So yeah, he talks to Alan. He talks about needed like, oh yeah, I need a, I need another party member. He's like, yep, I agree. And he talks about needing the blacksmith or a dwarf. Like, is oh, I have one. But she's not but, that good one. Like, but she doesn't have. She's not a blacksmith. Mm-hmm. And her name is her name is Sari. Yeah, and so at first Michio was like, "Well, eh, whatever," and then it was, uh, "What's her face?" Uh, Roxanne. Roxanne. That was like, "Well, we owe it to at least you know see what's up with this with this slave." Yeah, like, 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 let's right. like, okay. let's let's still talk to her. And he's like, "All right," like very well. Brings her in, and she's a, a little meek girl, you know, and she really trying hard to be bought, you know. She yeah. really as a good good girl she's a level 10 adventurer and we find out that um once you hit level 10 as a dwarf you're able to change the blacksmith but she was never able to accomplish that and so yeah. um there was that and so um you know again they, they go back and forth they have a conversation and they're like all right well you know it's all we've gotten and you know i found it very curious unrelated to this yeah i found it very curious that alan kept trying to rush them they're like is that all is that all is that all yeah Unrelated, nothing became of it, but I thought that was kind of interesting that he kept trying to rush them when trying to buy the slave. Like, is that all? Are you done talking? I guess you're trying to say it? like, like you should, you're like you're probably better off with someone else type of thing. Kind of, maybe. Yeah, that's all about the only thing I could surmise. But um, anyway, yeah. So they're like, all right, whatever, and they're like, all right, you know, they she uh, Alan leaves Michio and Roxanne to talk, and they're like, well, what do you think? Like, oh well, and there that which was another interesting caveat. They're like, that girl's not 16. Because of the fact that her ears, as you get older, ear yeah. the ears of of dwarves they thin, and she has very thin ears. Um, but at right. the same time, you know, unless it's like, like a different breed type of thing, yeah, perhaps. And so they, Michio and um, 
and Roxanne. Uh, no, I'm sorry. Michio uh, has a discussion with Alan. Roxanne goes to you know hang out with the little talk to the old lady that took care of her. <laughs> yeah, and they have like you know, and then basically Michio uh, hardballs the shit out of fucking uh, out of Alan to get the dwarf for like a super cheap price, and eventually on top of his thirty percent, um, they agree but, to really. Wait, he talks about like, oh yeah, well you did save me from the thing, so yeah, it's like well you saved me from the thing, so I'll give you the cheap price of two hundred and fifty thousand. And then Michio looked at him like, "Nigga, are you stupid?" And he's like, "Or well, so." Well, 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 he said, "Oh, he yeah. said that." At, he said that after the prices. Yeah, no, he's like, he started, off, he started off at like he started off at like two at two fifty, and he's yeah, like, that, that he lowered down to like one seventy. No, it's like he's like lower. He's like, "I'll well, I'll do it for two hundred." And he's like, "That's all." And he's like, "All right, I'll do it for one seventy. He's like, "They get closed, right?" And he's like, "Yeah, there's normally another like four thousand. And he's like, "Throw that in. You got a deal." Okay. Okay. So we got he got the slave for about half off. Yeah. Um, and they get their their party member. And so Michio's idea, though, the reason why he wanted to buy her, despite the fact that she wasn't a blacksmith, is he, he has wants to, to help her unlock it. Yeah. He wants to help her unlock it because of his experience in terms of unlocking magic. He had to do a bunch of requirements, and he's like, I'm just gonna have her do a bunch of shit and figure out what you know what it is we need until uh it, it unlocks. And so they use their warp magic. They go back. And she's just like shocked. She's like, "What the fuck is happening?" And they're like, "Oh, well, I could use magic, but that's a secret." This whole thing, and you know, I thought that was it was cute. It, it wasn't a bad episode by any stretch. It helped. It helped the story for sure. Right, and we got one more left. So, will there be a race up? <laughs> I don't know, because I mean, I mean, they're the same age. All of them, well, Mitchell's seventeen, so there's nothing yeah, wrong yeah, about 17, it. Yeah, seventeen, and they're both sixteen. So, and they're both sixteen. Yeah, I, 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 I we'll have a free slip, or basically it'll be a wholesome thing where he helps her get her potential. Either she unlocks it, either she unlocks the blacksmith, or she unlocks another come. Yep, exactly. All right, moving on. Cuckoos. I figured we would do uh, Vermeil since it's still the etchy. All right, we'll do, we'll do. I'll say because it was a better story. So, all right, fine. We will do Cuckoos. Uh, is this one or two episodes? Of cuckoos, yeah, mm. two, yeah, because we have to talk about we, uh, the we talk about the bike episode and the mystery of the brother Sachi yeah. talking to, yep, 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 Papa yep. Amano, yeah, go ahead and break it down, break it down, Da-na-na-na. break it down. Uh, but yeah, uh, Erica was talking to Sachi about the twin brother, like, 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 like keeping her up to speed, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. like, oh, yeah, like we always hang out and all this, uh, he. But he never liked to play with me much. We got busy, got distanced. I don't know what happened. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Umino comes back, or Nagi-kun, whatever. Uh, Nagi comes back. And he's like, oh, what happened? They, Nothing. He kept he kept dodging the question. So I said, fuck it. <laughs> mm. So all that happens, Nagi gets another date. <laughs> Dato. With, uh, with Sagawa. <laughs> You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. 
everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real Traveler Reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. So then Sachi's like, why are you happy? Like, I got a dangerous. Yes. But it's a it's a bike ride. <laughs> yes. And Umino uh, has only a single bike. Yep. And it's got a basket, <laughs> a bell, and a flag. Yep, yep. The parents of uh, restaurant bike. <laughs> also a hero's bike outfit. <laughs> Just saying. Oh yes, it was fucking. Right? Yeah. I don't know. All that's all that's going on. Uh basically they're doing a little bike race. AC her tongue being blue from the shaved ice. Like, oh gosh, you blue man group. <laughs> uh, while that is going on, though, while they're having the day, Sachi is talking to the father. Mm-hmm. You know, the casual dinner thing that they normally do because if she's apparently this food connoisseur mm-hmm. from fucking middle school, <laughs> why isn't she the chef? Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. I think she just likes eating it. <laughs> but all that, we go back to Sagawa and Nagi. They're like apparently like twenty three kilometers or something like that with just bike rides. Mm-hmm. Uh, they go to the edge, which is like the ocean. So I was telling Nagi like scream, scream shit. Mm-hmm. Basically, she knew something was up with him and just basically yelling to get out of his system. So I thought that was nice. <laughs> it was, it was nice, and it, you know, it's not a bad idea. Like when it when it all boils down to when you're stressed, you just fucking scream you, you, it out. You, you um, just need yeah. I don't know. I thought I was thinking as I was going along. I was like, you know, the problem's still there, though. Like, oh yeah, yeah fuck this hoe. Still, she's still there. You know. All right, but again, people like to let off frustrations in different ways. Uh so that happened. Um, Sashi didn't get answers from the mm-hmm. father, but he also brings up the idea of maybe you should marry Nagi. Mm. Like, I feel like there's no brother. That's what you've been saying. Um, it's like the, the brother is the friends you made along the way, or the girls you want to fuck along the way. I don't know, man. Like, it's such an odd. It's an odd story. Like, it's a, it was a good revelation at first, but the way that they've like done it since, it's yeah. Know. Like the father is like, what's the fuck with these kids? His own children. Yeah, he's definitely 
you know, it's like those fucking people like you see those like the the shows that were like, oh, you get the rich people like I want to buy slaves. Well, what for? I want to hunt them, right? Because like, yeah, what that... the fuck else do you do with your money? It's like, oh, I want to fuck with, with my children's uh, my children's lives. Why? Eh, I'm I'm bored. Now, have you heard? Because have you heard of cuckoo eggs, damn it? <laughs> Which we That's still don't why. know what the fuck they are. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Like, yeah. Is this like yeah. fucking WWF? Like the fucking gobbledygooker coming out of an egg? Is that a, go- a cuckoo? Oh my god, egg? yes. <laughs> I hope they do something like that. So, so what is this? Is this uh, Bella? Like, oh, she's pregnant, but it's not Raven's kid. It's Tommy's kid. But no, she had a lesbian affair. Oh, my God. What in the fuck? Is that, is that what's happening? What in the divorce court shit is going on? Good God. Uh, now, now we go to the next episode. All right. Fucking Sachi. Mm-hmm. Ruining shit again. Fucking. She really wants to go full chromo. Yeah, uh, basically, um, what you call it? Uh, Erica wants suggest they all go. To oh, the you party. didn't talk about. Did you talk about how uh, you didn't talk about the previous episode? How she asked Oni, like, how would you feel if uh, if we dated? Well, for, well, no, because usually I thought it was this episode. He asked if she if she liked him, and she's like, and she just put him in the Steiner recliner. <laughs> no, because he's the one. Uh, no, was it? Um... No, the father talks to Sachi about it. No, but remember, and they were in the uh, they were after after he gets home, like he speaks to Sachi and he's like, Oh, I want to talk to you. And then he's like, How would you feel? Or no, I think it was Sachi. Sachi asked, like, How would you feel if I asked you to marry? To marry, yeah, cause, yeah, because yeah, Nagi didn't yet. And didn't Nagi's like, was... What would our parents think? Right? And, and that like, like threw, mm. <laughs> threw everything off. Uh, yeah, and yeah. Now Nagi's that... like, Hey, do you like me? And then he got put in the headlock. Yeah, that was that was in this episode. <laughs> that was in this episode, yes. Yeah, well, that, that was yeah, that was at the end of the episode. <laughs> toward the end, yeah, I think that was toward yeah, the yeah. end. Yeah, yeah, but uh, yeah, what you call it? Erica suggests the all. Well, first before that, they get the test results. Nagi's in first place again. He's not the father. I'm sorry. What? <laughs> what? Sagat <laughs> <laughs> was a twin. <laughs> oh God. no! But, but no, Nagi got first place again. Yes. And Sagat was second. Yes. So, so, so Nagi's like plays all his head. Uh, she's gonna say, "Oh, I won't lose to you, not again." Like, like, oh, and then I'm gonna ask her out. It's, it's gonna be magical. It's gonna be grand. Yes, and so, and of course, he gets he gets the note in the locker. He's like, "Aha! Uh-huh, I was waiting for this." Yes, and then the annoying fucking guy I told you about. Yeah, that guy. Then he starts stalking them a bit. Stalk them. Yep. She show. <laughs> she show. Oh my god. Metal Gears fucking. <laughs> Anyway. <laughs> I was gonna call him Inosuke. Mm. Same voice actor and dumb as shit. Is it the same voice actor? Yeah. Shit. He's Inosuke and Petal Goose. Petal Goose. Um, Razor, that's psychopath. That they what is it that he says? What? What is it that he says? I. 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 No, it's a diff. Huh? He says diff. <laughs> but, he, but he, but he, but he likes to. Yeah, he says death. So like death. He says oh, that, no, because he's but he, no, he does. Up. He does repeat his words. He repeats his words on everything. Yeah, he's like, I, 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 I. The thing with the fucking yeah. eyes and shit too. Yeah, and then make you feel bad for him. You guys can't see what, for those listening it's on the uh, on any of our various platforms: Apple, Spotify, yeah. uh, iHeartRadio. You can't see that I'm doing like the little eye dragging, like, oh my god, my eyeballs. You can't see that. Yeah, fuck. I felt bad for him. <laughs> yeah. Fucking God yeah, they I, like they, like. How dare you make me feel bad for it? He was such a nice guy. Yeah, yeah he was a total dick. They find out all this, and it's like, oh, he was a heartthrob. 
Yeah, and he killed the love of his life by accident because he got tricked by Pandora. God damn Pandora. It's like, no. <laughs> Not Pandora's actor either. Yeah. We'll get to him in a bit. We'll get to Pandora's actor. Yeah, I love <laughs> Good shit, pal. Good shit, pal. But anyway, all this going on, Naki tells Sega, I'll never lose to you again. And she starts getting happy about it. Like, I feel like I, I could marry you. <laughs> That was really that was a really nice like thing. She's like, I, like, I feel like, I feel like she's manipulated him a little. I don't a little know. Bit. It seems that way a little bit, right? But no, I felt it was really nice when she's like, out of all, she's like, I you said like, you make me wish that I was married to you is what she yeah. said, and that was really really nice. I was like, wow. But uh, yeah, that happens now. Erica takes a knock to the store for the get supply for the beach thing. Yeah, well, they, they get home and they're like, oh, let's celebrate. Let's go to the beach, private beach show. Yep. And they're like, okay. They do the supplies, and guess and, who's at the house? No, so you forget that. So they they went get the supplies, and they wanted to surprise Sachi, and they're like Aloha, and they're wearing fucking Hawaiian themes, and they and, ask shit. And guess who's at the house? Segawa, Segawa chan, and she's and like and, Aloha. Yeah, and yeah, and they were talking about this prior. Like you know, she's eventually gonna find out that we live together. Like oh well, you know. We gotta and tell. Of course, and of course, Sachi ruined that mm-hmm. by inviting her over to the house. And you know, Sachi study. blew up their spot. Yeah, and completely like, blew it up. It's like fuck. Then Sega was like, "Oh, I knew." I was like, "Right, right." But she, we find out later, she was really upset. Yeah, and yeah, like. Yeah, like first they're all there, they're all like blood suited, they're having fun, but Nagi's like un he's uneasy. Mm-hmm. So he calls her over, start, they start talking. He's like, We agreed, no more no more hiding stuff, right? And he starts mm-hmm. like apologizing and all this. And you enjoy your time with her there, right? Because you could have left any time. <laughs> mm-hmm. All that and then Erica's like and Erica enjoys her time there because she could have left at any time. Mm-hmm. He's like, I'm just fucking with you. You're fine. <laughs> I was hurt though, and I almost didn't come to this thing. But they're not even together. I guess that's a high school. It's got to be because it's a high school thing. Because like when I when she said that, I was like, I understood why she felt hurt. Like I understood that completely. But in my head, I was like, you guys aren't even together. Like in the grand scheme of things, like what? Yeah, but, uh, yeah. They're both arranged marriages. But then at the same time, like this guy who like is so obviously wanting her and has like confessed his feelings to her and everything. Like she openly knows like this guy wants to be with her. Yeah. Like, you know, like it's not, it's not behooving of someone who does want to be with her. That's, that's a fair statement as well. But right. I would agree with your sentiment that like deep down, like she likes manipulating the situation just a little bit, despite the fact that she's like kind of lost in the, in the, the in the, the, the web She's kind of tangled yeah. in the web now of what the hell's going on the between square. Them. Yeah, the love square. And then, yeah, so Naki starts feeling better. Mm-hmm. And then he talk, then they're, he, they're back at the house, the beach house. Sachi's there. Like, you're done now? You're done being a bitch? And he's like, Sachi? Like, what? Do you like me? And then she, and like, she gets embarrassed. Her. Yep. And Steiner recliner. <laughs> Steiner recliner. The camel clutch. Yep. Stupid move. Hey, effective, though. You ever put somebody in the camel clutch? I have. It's effective. It is effective. Oh, sorry. The the Cobra clutch is stupid. I'm sorry. Yes, Cobra clutch. The, yeah, that's the, stupid. The, uh, the money, money cliff. cliff. Yeah, fuck the money cliff. cliff. Yeah. You should never do that again. <laughs> 
But that's his maneuver. I hate what it. What a maneuver. Yeah, hey, they, they, he did that first. She was like, stop it, stop it. <laughs> the the balloon thing was what killed it, bro. That, that was so dumb. The balloon walking around with the happy balloon. I thought he was going to turn into like stabby, stabby man. That would have been cool if he was. No, I was going to pull a Joker thing. Like, don't be Joker thing. That was stupid, too. Oh, God. That went nowhere. <laughs> All because fucking Hulk Hogan showed up. Fuck you. Anyway. anyway. Uh, good shit. We got three more episodes, but we'll have the back to back on October 1st. So technically two. Yep. So right. real quick, Matt, I wanna I wanna ask a single question. Okay. Our podcast host, Matt, was spoiled to part of the ending already. Well, it's not the ending, but we just know who the fiance is. A couple things. Next episode will we find out, or will that be part of the back to back, you think? I think we're going to get a season two. You think we're going to get a season two? Yeah. There's enough content for a season two? Yeah. You think there's enough popularity for a season two? Because this this has been trending Uh, Well, down. to be fair, I didn't expect Girlfriend Girlfriend to get a season two, but here we are. Yeah. Let's be fair. Well, they had a better cliffhanger, though, at least. They did, but you never know. Usually these rom-com harms, they sell You've better. read Girlfriend Girlfriend, right? Yes. Does he get laid? You know, one of the reasons why he kisses them, he kisses them. He doesn't get anywhere past that. No, and I'm sure he sees them naked a lot more. Yes, again, Sashino's tiny titties, (laughs) itty bitty, the itty bitty titty committee. You know, one of the reasons why I watch these shows is like the the hope that like oh they're finally gonna fuck like this is gonna be great. But there's enough content. There's enough content for a second for uh, cuckoos for cuckoos for cuckoos. Okay. I don't I'm, not gonna, I, I'm not gonna say who it is, but yeah, this is it. Someone like out of left field, or is it someone we we we've met him? That's all I'll say. We've met them. Yeah, and it's not the uh, what I said. I didn't say that. Mm, okay, I hope not. I was wrong. I thought it was the twin. It was gonna be the twin brother. Yeah, but I was like, no. Okay, <laughs> moving on. Uh Let's get this penultimate out of the way. Uh, my stepmom's daughter is my ex. Okay. This was a nice one. It was. Yeah, basically, we meet the Irido family. <laughs> what else happened in this? I mostly cared about the ending. <laughs> um. Basically, yeah, yeah Yume was getting, was getting to know everyone. The cousin who, I guess she fought. Mizuno fucked for some reason. Um... Sorry, I got a text message from these people, and so it threw me off. Yeah. Um. Okay. Anyway, so um, Madoka is that her name? Yeah, Madoka is the is the cousin. So basically, we meet yeah. the we meet the Rito family, including Madoka, who's like the 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 happy go lucky cousin, the opposite of uh of Irido. and she recognizes immediately like something is uh something's going on with uh. With him and Yume, I could tell. Yeah. Um. And so they, you know, everyone's like, "Oh, let's go to the 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 the, the beach, whatever the fuck, like the, the the spring. Let's go to the springs." And they um, they do all that. And so the um, what's it called? Like you could tell, like there's still something going on, still something going on. So after we're at, in the nighttime, they yeah. uh, are serving the uh, what's it called? The the family, and yeah. uh, Madoka's like, "Hey, you know, go tell uh." Uh, Mizuto that it's time for his bath um, that the bath is ready and it's his time to go in like okay and like oh he's probably in the study hall where he always likes to be like, right. okay the great grandfather's study hall 
so she walks into study hall. It's filled with books, yes. a literal library. And of course, she sees Mizuto there reading a book. And she tells him, hey, Mizuto, the bath is ready, whatever the fuck. He closes the book he's on with no like sort of uh, thing or anything and was like, OK, no problem. And she's like, you're not going to put a, uh, a bookmark where you're at. And he's like, no, I know where I was at. And it doesn't really, you know, at the end of the day, it doesn't matter. Um, I've read this book. Uh, I read this book already before. I read it every year I come here. And she's like, oh, yeah. And they're like, yeah, it's my grandfather's autobiography, self-published autobiography. And he's like, oh, OK. She's like, well, you know, how is it? Whatever. And she's like, oh, well, it's not a, it's not a long book. You should be able to read it. Go ahead. I invite you to. And she's like, oh, has anybody else ever read this? And he's like, no, no one's ever read this. It was buried pretty right. deep when I found it. And it's got no name on it or anything like that. It, you could just tell it was him, though. And he, she's like, yeah. okay. And so she reads the autobiography, reads the autobiography, and she starts crying because the reality of the autobiography is it's a love story about um, about how her his great grandfather fell in love with someone in Siberia. I think it was right. I think so. Yeah. Yeah, fell in love with a woman in Siberia and how much like she meant to him. Da 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 da. Whatever. And so it gets her thinking. She starts thinking about like all the uh, like all the stuff going on um and was like hey what's your uh first love what was your first love like and he goes hmm she loved to laugh and she goes on her way but when he says that it makes Mizuto think of or i'm sorry it makes you may think of madoka because madoka is really again preppy happy whatever so the next day she's all spacing out and um madoka realizes this and is like hey do you love Mizuto?" And she's like, well, what is love? And they have a conversation about what love is. And of course, yes, she does. And so um, Madoka's like, I have an idea. And so basically she gets them corralled in a room. They're like, I'm gonna leave you alone for a half hour. You know, yep. good luck. <laughs> gets her in the room. And we see basically Yume cons- consistently think, consistently think, consistently think about everything. And she begins to, to cry. And uh, Mizuto looks at her and said, for one night only, let's go back to how things were. And he reaches out to her and grabs her and, and hugs her. And she just continues to ball in her arms, just, you know, calling out and just basically thinking about how she didn't want to break up with him and how she should have put in right. more effort. And she should have been the one to call. She should have been the one to give him a Valentine's Day gift or a Christmas gift. And even though she felt a relief when they were basically, broken up, she shouldn't have ghosted that man. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't satisfying. And so. This is all stuff she thought of, but never repeated out loud. She just cried in his arms for the time. And then um, at the end, everything's good. She composes herself. Mizuto makes a, a, a joke making fun of her. And Yume, instead of like, snapping back, she starts to laugh. And Mizuto gets up, walks away. And she's like, and as Mizuto is walking away, he looks at Yume and says, see, I told you my first love liked to laugh and keeps walking. Like, and that no. makes Yume think like, oh, shit, it was me. Yep. <laughs> And that was the end of the episode. That was really, it was a really, really good episode. I liked it. I liked really it. good episode. I'm looking forward to the finale tomorrow. <laughs> yes. All right. Uh, Ayamu, more shogi. <laughs> yeah. Yes. It's a shogi is life, damn it. Shogi is life. Otherwise, get the fuck out. <laughs> um, what'd you call it? Urushi, she's in there, her uh, school trip mates. While that's going on, Ayamu is uh, basically with Rin, like learning how to play shogi for real. Mm-hmm. So they're going that back and forth. Ayamu misses Urushi, but like even like he even calls Rin like midnight and all this, like help just for help and learning how to play shogi because he really wants 
Like, he's making, like, this next match, he wants to win to confess to her. Mm-hmm. Like, he's, like, he's getting that more determined for it. So, like, he's, like, getting all these phone calls to Ren, like, hours. Mm-hmm. Past midnight. All that's going on. The other side, Urushi, uh, what you call it? Maki's gets stuck with her, because, you know, she has big boobs. They gotta have big boobs, pals. Yes. And then, during the hot tub scene, she gets uh, she gets embarrassed because you know she's the only one with small tits, no tits. And, uh, yep, and they're like, "Oh, it's not it's not as glamorous as you think." My, the you back hurts. You get stuck in places. Your posture sucks. You guys look at you. Right, all this, and then she's like, you're "Like you, you want to touch?" <laughs> and she's like, "Just be gentle." <laughs> <laughs> and then you're like, "Oh my god, you're actually gonna do it." <laughs> You know, it's got to be such a wild reality as a woman. Just, like, be, like, a little girl and then, like, like oh, my chest hurts. And it's just, like, fucking massive shits come out, like, years later. What You're the right. fuck? What the fuck, bro? Exactly. Anyway. Anyway, all that's going on. Uh, Aimu and Arushi, they're, like, debating on texting each other in various nights. And it's, like... <laughs> it was annoying because it was, like, dude, somebody make make the fucking move. Send a dick pic. <laughs> Oh my god, no, not even say that now. God damn it. <laughs> it's 2022. That's what all high school kids do now. They don't say hello, they send a dick pic. Fucking Urushi sends a picture of her boobs, and Ayuma's like, oh wow, that who's who what boy's chest is that? <laughs> then she'll buck. <laughs> <laughs> it's the buck. <laughs> she'll be close cancelled. Never come here again. And that's all the end of the anime. <laughs> yep. I got him, got him. But uh, basically, the girls are t- are teasing Urushi. So, do you like ta- do you like Ayabu? Do you like him? Yeah. She's like, no, no, not particularly. It's like, leave it alone. <laughs> Why don't you text him? I don't want. <laughs> I want him to text me first because fucking pride. Ugh. Exactly. It's like you're not Kaguya. Shut up. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so basically, the girls do their other nights, and then Maki's like, hey, we tortured you enough. I'll play Shogi with you. Pity Shogi. Pity Shogi. And she's yes. reading all the directions and stuff on her phone and shit. Yeah. And I, 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 was wait, I was waiting for her to win all this. I was. Like, oh, yeah. <laughs> I was waiting for her to win, too. I was going to be like, holy fucking shit. So, but she didn't do it. <laughs> no. I was just waiting for it. But um, but no, I uh, Urushi begins to laugh, and... I uh no sorry Maki's like is something funny and she's like no you just reminded me of the way Ayuma used to play Ayuma did the same way when he you know first came but now he's like you know really he's really improved and he's you know really so well and she's like oh and then they kept so playing you do like him eventually they're over and they and um Maki says under her breath and she's like oh no matter how much I play with you it won't it won't solve your loneliness and uh Urushi's like what and she's like nothing have a good night <laughs> and but, so then no no no, no. uh. Anyway, after that, on the other side, Rin gives Ayamu a, a notebook saying, "Here's mm. all your weaknesses, and here's these strategies that can help you." Mm-hmm. And he's like, "This is this is long." She's like, "I know," mm-hmm. <laughs> because even I like, why didn't he ask the the father? Mm-hmm. I am father because isn't he like really good? Yeah, you would think. Well, but he's still nervous though, because that's like the well, the, that well, well, that he just, ain't just met him the girl, first he, time. So. Yeah, exactly. You know, and plus, I'm sure he, she, I'm sure Urushi wouldn't want Ayumu saying like, "I like your daughter, and I want to, I, but I want to beat her before I ask her out." So, can you teach me how to be good so I can beat your daughter and then ask her out? 
Call, call like, the cops. Right? <laughs> like, it's like the opposite. Like, you're supposed to be asking for permission for shit, not like, hey, can you teach me how to do it so I could do it? What do you right. think? Uh, no, that's fair. That is fair. So, not quite. All right. I get it. But uh, moving on now, uh, basically, they're going to have a, a phone call to play Shogi, like a video call. Mm-hmm. Video call is about to begin, and roll credits. This was, this was nice. It was very nice. It's, it's it's an okay show. It's fine. I say like I say it's just okay. Spoiler: it didn't make my it didn't make my list. Not mine. Mine. Mine either. All right, now we get to Vermeil. Mm. This this penultimate. We it finally. Sad. It was we sad. Fi- we finally get the backstory on Vermeil. It was sad. It was like what the fuck? It was this is supposed to be an Epshi. Yeah. Uh, basically, she Vermeil's an orphan, and she lives in this church with this with the sister, well, the nun sister, mm-hmm. and then an older sister and two younger siblings. Mm-hmm. And n- none of them know she's a demon except for the the nun, obviously. Mm-hmm. I was going on. You see that they're happy, they're poor, mm-hmm. they get by. She's annoying as a child. Yeah, Vermeil was annoying as a child. Well, she's annoyed with her horniness, but <laughs> that's not a bad thing. I know, <laughs> but it's still there. It's still there, though. But that all that happens, and then, and this is where the tragedy happens. Mm-hmm. One of her things that covers her horn fell off, so the kids are bullying her mm-hmm. until the older sister says, "Hey, get out! Fuck you!" Throws rocks, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and then the Ooh. older sister sees this. Vermeil starts freaking out and gets pulled into the hog saying, I'm going to protect you no matter what. Now the whole family, the whole church is in on it. Yep. And because of this, the whole town wants to kill her. Mm-hmm. And there was a little plague and they blamed Vermeil for it. Mm-hmm. So it's like, oh, we're going to kill you. We're gonna, mm-hmm. we're coming in. We're coming in, pals. Mm. Oh, all, that's, all that happens, they tell Vermeil to run. Like, just run like we'll catch mm-hmm. up. Yeah, but, but they but they know this is a goodbye. So the older yeah. sister was like hugging her, and Vermeil she trips and she knows what's going on. But then she kind of like she finds like I I, I can't leave them. Yeah, she finds self conviction and she's like I can't I can't leave them. I, let's all run away together. I want to be together forever. She turns back around and she heads to the uh, to the uh, to the the church. And what does she find, Matt? All of them are hung on a tree. All four of them. The yep. nun, the older sister, and the two children. Which had nothing to do with Vermeil at all. Yep. But the fact that they were housing the demon, no. And Vermeil sees this. The crowd comes around her and they're like, there she is. Kill her. Kill, 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 kill. Kept chanting. And then Vermeil just snaps. And she loses her shit. And there's a giant crater in the fucking town. And boom. <laughs> and I was happy as shit it happened. Yeah, and then uh, she starts freaking out, and then uh, Alto wanted to fucking kill these kids, <laughs> yeah. like these people that were like torturing her. Yeah, and he eventually like, oh, I can actually talk to her. Yeah, and he goes to he goes to Vermel, starts to comfort her, and he talks about how he loved her, basically. Yeah, and he's like, I'm on your side. I like I like I know what you did. It's okay. Like, like, like even if everyone hates me. I'm mm-hmm. still gonna be there for you. Yep. So, even if the even, world, even if the world turns against us, I'll be by your side until the like, end. Even, like even if I get kicked out of school, that's fine. <laughs> yeah. 
It was very everything. nice. And yeah, then Vermeil like gets to her normal form, crying in his arms, and they Man. wake up. They were yep. they were where they left off. Yep, they're where they left off. And the the episode ends with Alto saying, I love you, Vermeil. Yep, and I can't wait. <laughs> yeah. Good shit, it, dude. This this was very surprising. This this, this, is a, this is a very surprising show. It really is a very surprising show, I concur. Um, what do I have it as? I have it. Okay, yeah, I have it in a really good spot. I have it on a really good spot. Yeah. So no, I'm 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 generally happy with it. Um, how many do we have left? Like fucking... We have call, we have call Overlord Lycoris. Let's do Yakuza. Yakuza engage. Uh... Lycoris Overlord Abyss. Lycoris Overlord Abyss engage. Yakuza call. Yep. Got sex. Okay. Uh, this, this one is two episodes. Mm. Uh, yeah, uh, we we picked up where we left off with uh, Kirishima's birthday. Yes, and yeah, um, they they had the birthday dinner. Uh, Kirishima and Yaika were talking, and then Yaika does his cute face. <laughs> so adorable, and he's like, "I got you." Look down, so I want to cheer you up, and he's like, "Can you do that again?" <laughs> <laughs> he does, and he just takes a picture. He's like, "No fair, <laughs> no fair." She does a little like banging the thing. Yeah, and then uh, what you call it? Someone was spying on them, mm-hmm. and it's like, "Come on!" <laughs> and it's fucking Yuri doing his plan to get the demon out. Yes, because literally it, we find out obsession only because he wants entertainment in the, in the yakuza. Underworld. He's bored. Yep. He's so like, oh, he, he he he's domesticated. That annoyed me. It was a shitty reason. I thought it was like that sorry. was the stupid reason. At least like, the stupid. other guy had a reason to want to fight the demon because he got a fucking giant ass scar in his face thanks to him in high school with a fucking yeah. Rock. That's a valid reason to want to fight and fucking kill somebody. Yes. <laughs> and he got punched in the face and knocked out. Uh, anyway, all that happens. Um, he I guess the person taking the pictures of Yaika and Kirishima together. Uh, Yaika wants a play date at the park. Yep. So we see the kids. Yep. Maria and whatever the other one is. Uh, um, Maria's the uh the foreigner. Okay. Sorry, Wilson. Sorry, Wilson. Sorry. Wilson. Sarah Wilson. That was the kid. Sarah. Sarah is the foreigner. And is uh, there yeah, Maria? I think Maria's no. the, the other girl, the quiet girl. No, it's a Japanese name. I thought it was Maria. No, it's uh. It was Sarah. I got the name wrong. Yeah, Sarah, and it is another girl, the, the quiet Japanese. I forgot. I, I I get her name's not up in the cast list. Okay. Anyway, but yeah, yeah, they, they, they play. They play red light, green light. Is like, oh yeah, her Kirishima loved this game. Even yep. though it was basically what he yeah, attacked he's to beat the shit out of somebody. Yep. Yep, and then that hide and seek. Those those his, his friends. Those, those poor guys. They're fucking hilarious. It is. It, it is fun. He said, "Rather uh, the, the bald guy, rather than finding Yaika, punched himself out." <laughs> yes, <laughs> I was like, yeah. "He's like, I, I mean, don't want to punch daughter." Just poof! Oh, he's, he's like, "What happened?" He has a stomach ache. She's like, "Oh no!" Oh, <laughs> uh, that happens. They'll have a good time, and then we get to the next day, where basically Yaika's in school, and Kirishima doesn't pick her up. Someone else. Yes, and then. As Kirishima is trying to make his way there, these two thugs were stopping him, and they see the guy with Yaika. Yep. Yep. Yaika is like, "Oh, so is he not your friends?" Like, "Nope." Yep. And he beats the shit out of them until 
what's it called? Kirishima. I'm sorry. He beats the shit out of Kirishima at first, but then uh, Yaika kind of stops them for a second. And then yeah. so this allows Kirishima to get to, to actually, no, I'm sorry. It was the opposite way. So Kirishima was be, yeah, Kirishima was beating the shit out of them. And then um, Yaika. Like, you know, uh, this other guy. <laughs> yeah, you know, the guy. And then basically uh, it basically turned the tables. And so Kirishima was getting his ass beat by a baton and shit. And so Yaika's talking to the guy trying to like, you know, Kirishima's not a bad guy. Da, 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 da. Mm-hmm. And the guy's like, shut up and slaps Yaika. Like hard as shit, slaps her unconscious. No, he uh, hits her. He hit her with a blunt object. Was it? Yeah, it was a blunt, like a I, small blunt object in the head. I thought he like slapped her like super hard and like she got I, knocked I, unconscious. No, no, I thought yeah, I thought it was a blunt object. But anyway, she's knocked out, and there and those guys were like, "Dude, what the fuck?" <laughs> and Karishima loses it, his. It's like it, it's shit. like it's like we're supposed to hit her. <laughs> yup. And Karishima loses his shit, beats the shit out of the guy who fucking who slapped Yaika. Well, first, grabbed like, the he... gun because he had a gun, puts the gun to his head and said, Shine, die. And uh, but Yaika wakes up and is like, Kitty, it's, it says it's like stop, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and then passes out again. So Karishima stops temporarily, um, takes her to the hospital, and uh the Sakuragi family shows up, and um Sakuragi basically mm-hmm. says, like, hey. You know, it's fine. Like he apologizes to Sakuragi that something happened to his daughter, and he's yeah. like, "It's fine." But it's like, this, yeah, it's like I'll deal with them. Yeah, but you stay here. Like, yeah, don't like the go moment anywhere. they attacked, the moment they attacked my daughter, it became a, a Sakuragi family problem. I'm gonna go take care of them, and then he's like, "I'm gonna go with you." He's like, "No, you stay here." Yeah, the first thing Yaika should see is you. You know, and so and he tries, Yaika, but he doesn't. His pride, his anger, gets the best of him. He walks out in the middle of a rainstorm from the hospital, um, leaving everybody there. Um, and that pisses off uh, Sakuragi. But, you know, it is what it yeah, is at this stage. Yeah, the I guy that we just mentioned. Him, we see like he's being up. Well, oh, before that, though, yeah. Um, he sees the, he sees his high school, his uh, junior high school friend. Yeah. Like, oh, you want to fight? And like, you want to go? And he's then like, move, he gets knocked out right move, away. Move. He, I know he warned him like three times to move and then just fucking punches him in the face like cold yeah. hardly keeps on walking and but he's like the there's like, the guy like <laughs> there's the guy i want to kill yeah and then eventually and then... um karishima notices the guy um talk they notices the, the gang of thugs that took the pictures of him and uh yeah, and Yaika, which who, he doesn't know that but he basically hears the name of the guy who you know he beat up and so he walks over there beats the shit out of them gets information of where the other two guys that that ran away after the other guy got beat up where he's at and he goes and tracks them down into a uh some random uh like abandoned warehouse i, I love how yuri's like yeah this should pay like like what well, did you are you sure is it giving the okay again the much but yeah it'll pay the medical bills and the ambulance yeah <laughs> yeah so then they're like okay and then so he beats the shit out of them, gets the information, tracks down the other two guys in an abandoned warehouse, knocks out one guy, beats the shit out of the other guy, and right as he's about to hit him with a fucking lead pipe, the we get ended, and then we get to yeah. and then we get our new episode. And... We see as he's about to hit him with the lead pipe, Sakuragi manages to track him down, stops him, he yells, <laughs> yells at him, grabs him, slaps him in the face. And said, "How dare you disobey my orders? I told you to wait for Yaika, and here you are being an idiot. Da 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 da. Whatever. Like, go. You need to go back to the hospital. Yeah, yeah. He, yeah, he snaps out of it. And so the other guys are like, they try to run away. And then Sakuragi is like, Nope. Where do you think you're going? Snaps his fingers. His two, uh, his two bodyguards. They're like, Nope. Come here. 
you're, this ain't over yet. And they go, I imagine, to beat the shit out of those guys. And uh, Sakuragi gets in his car, and one of the uh, one of the guys says, "Hey, your daughter is awake." And so they all rush to the hospital. Kirishima, Sakuragi, yeah. everybody rushes to the hospital, and Kirishima's all dirty and bloody, um, and he feels bad. He goes to reach out his hand. He feels bad, but then Yaika reaches for his hand and says, "Kirishima, like you know, whatever. I'm happy you're here." And she starts crying, and and Kirishima starts crying. Like I'm glad you're hey. safe. And then, and then he passes he, out. He passes out from exhaustion and stress and happiness that she's fine. Everything. And that's that. The next day, uh, uh, sorry, after a few days, a couple of days, uh, we found out, by the way, if we got to mention on the previous episode that she went to the hospital. She had a, a, a concussion. Yeah. She had a mild concussion as a result of, of getting hit. I mean, she's, what, four? And she got hit by a grown-ass man. Uh, six. Hit. Six. And she got hit by a grown-ass man hard as shit. So it makes sense. So she had a concussion, but she goes home the next day. She wants to keep drawing, coloring, doing homework, whatever the fuck. And um, Karishima's like, hey, you want to do something today? And she's like, fireworks. yeah. And she's like, well, let's do whatever. And then she's like, I want to do fireworks. And they're not in fireworks season, right? She's like, I yeah, want like to go to a firework festival. And they're like, well, there's no firework festival. She's like, how about if we get sparklers and we have our own little firework festival and we can invite your friends? Well, okay. Yeah, it's so like, go buy them. <laughs> Yeah, so he sends fucking uh, Sugihara to go buy them. But then they have a nice little, like, I guess, post-summer little party with the sparklers and everybody right. enjoying themselves. But there's something off about Karishima. He spaces out a couple times more than what he normally would, and he seems lost. And so, you know, at the end, uh, what's it called? He's like, hey, we have all these sparklers. You want to just blow them all? And Yaika's like, no, let's save them for next time. I can't wait to do this with you next time. And he pauses again and says... Yeah, can't wait for that. And so the next morning, um, Sugihara's alarm goes off, and he's like, "What the fuck?" And so he looks, and he gets a text message from Karishima that says, "Take care of the little girl." And he's like, "What?" And yep. we find out. And by the way, this was also teased earlier in the episode where, uh, where Karishima, before he started spacing out, Karishima had asked to speak to Sakuragi, and we find out that that conversation afterwards was that he asked to leave. That he's like, "I'm going to cause problems. Like, I'm not, my heart's not in it right now. Like." You know, I got to figure this out on my own. And Sakuragi's like, "Well, that's fine. You know, you know, do what it's you like, need like, to do. Don't, like, don't leave for good. That's more. Yeah, about. don't leave for good. Don't make a stupid decision, right? And like, okay, so he leaves, and then it cues over to Karishima, basically under a bridge, uh, playing Russian roulette. Like, like you basically contemplating him on taking his life. Yeah. And you know what's crazy? Also, I don't know if they did that because of Bullet Train, but you saw how he did the roll of the sleeve. Yeah. He did the the revolver roll sleeve with the fucking bullet, and he puts it to his head. Nothing. He's like, oh, he lives. And then we see, um, as the a train is passing by, we see our main villain who wanted, who did all this stuff. He basically says, like, hey, you know, like I wanted the demon back. I'm glad you're back. You know, you're my only form of entertainment. Um, and so that's why I wanted the demon back. And basically starts confessing to the stuff that he did. Karishima yeah. put two and two together. And puts the gun towards him, shoots the gun, and we see a visual of him going down. But he was never there. Yeah, Karishima gets up, walks towards the supposed corpse, and there's no corpse. And the bullet that he shot is in the wall, and it was a a hallucination. Or it was a a reminder of a past conversation he had when he was out of it and realizing it. And so that day, he he gets up and he leaves the, the bridge. And um, at yeah, that night, we see Aoi walking home 
from uh, from work and he's passing the park and he sees Karishima by himself looking creepy in a, in a corner. I'll call you back. <laughs> yeah. And so he goes over and he's like, oh, you're here. Like, oh, no, I'm just going for a walk. And he could tell something's off with with, uh, with Karishima. And I always like, I'll let you vent. Tell me what's going on. And he's like, nothing. But he didn't get, but he didn't get a chance to vent because what you call it? They came. Yeah. So we see as this is happening after he walks away, um, Sugihara basically tells um, Yaika the truth that hey, you know, Karishima didn't take a vacation. Karishima left because he's like whatever the fuck. Like you know, I don't yeah. know where he's at, but I want to find him. And Yaika's like, I want to find him too. Let me go. And he hesitates at first, but then he's like, all right, fuck it, we'll make it an adventure. Let's go find Karishima. Yeah. They find Karishima, and Sugihara gets physical. Grabs him by the collar and says, like, how dare you leave? Da 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 dresses him down basically for um for leaving. And Yaika's upset, like holding on to her le- to his leg, saying, like, hey, you know, don't leave, da-da-da. Like, you know, it's okay. Like, there's no don't run away, blah, 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 blah. And Aoi between Aoi and Sugihara basically said, like, okay, so you know, shit happen. You know, you do what you gotta do to get stronger. So you can protect the things that you love the most. And it really opens up uh Karishima's eyes and um that's basically the end of the episode. They all go home and all is well. Yeah. He's like, no, don't leave again. Yeah. That was adorable. Mm-hmm. I thought, you know something? I thought it was going to be, and there's still, I guess, one more episode to go. I, I thought when they said, when I said that for, I think it was the last episode when I mentioned how it, w- it was very foreboding. They said, we knew this happiness wouldn't last forever. I thought it was going to be more tragic than what it was. Yeah, I expected his deep thing to be a little longer. I expected him to like kill somebody and go to jail. I expected something to happen like where he got like beat up and he got shot or something and he's like unconscious, like something along those lines or something maybe involving her mother and her father, something like dark like that. And it, it didn't quite go that way, which isn't a bad thing, but nonetheless, eh, it is what it is. Yeah. Hey, we're back to normal. Two hours, and 18 minutes with five shows to go. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. All right. Overlord. Solid shit. Yeah, we got we got to talk about two again. Yes, the rest of uh, these. Are be two. Wait, what? The rest of these are basically going to be two. Yeah, because they came. Yeah, because they came Saturday. That's not the only thing that came. Well, Saturday. well, 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 hey, well, uh, uh, well main abyss is just one, but the other yes. ones are two. Yeah, it's true. But uh, basically, uh, we get where we let we're gonna ha- we have a battle c- coming up. Heinz uh, and Albedo. They're gonna attack. They want to fight the sniper. Yes. And then uh, Albedo does me Albedo's job, and with uh, Ainz, he meets this dragon, this dragon knight thing. Yes, cool, badass, all of this. Ainz starts naming all these bells he needs. He's gonna use. He's gonna use. Um, they fight for a bit, and he Ainz realized that this dragon knight. He's basically he's not in the armor. This person, mm-hmm. like, is controlling this armor. And you find out Ainz can't leave. Nope. Then when we get to the other side, Albedo and the Gundam, basically. Uh, basically, this Gundam is weak. It's weak as fuck. <laughs> mm-hmm. It can kill the Death Knights, but not, not Albedo. Correct. Physical bullets or magic bullets. And it's defensive shit. No, magic bullets would work. But Albedo's just so OP. Yeah. All of them are. We'll get yeah. to the other one in a bit, but... <laughs> Yes, but all that all that happened on and yeah, this Gundam has shit defense as well. Like if it gets hit, that's it basically. Mm-hmm. But basically, this Gundam's job was to distract Albedo. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, what was the Dragon Knight's name? Like what? Did he, what name did he give himself? Something with an R. Riku. Riku. Okay. 
Yeah, so he was fight. He was fighting Riku. He gave him his name. You know, you find out the pig name. But all that's going on. It's a. It's a, almost an even fight. But uh, what you call? I'm just like, okay, it's time to end this. He has his. He has his elemental skull. As he starts talking, the knight comes out like, "You can't attack me when I'm talking in sentence." <laughs> and then he starts bowing like, "Wait, wait." <laughs> yeah, and I was like, "Whoa, that was out of left field." Okay. Yeah, like he's like, yeah, he's like on his knees begging, like, let me finish all this shit. Yeah. And here comes Albedo. He's like, how dare you make him go on his knees? He's like rage seeing blood. But eventually uh, they retreat, and then so do Albedo and Ainz. Yeah. And then you see um, yeah, the guy and the dragon talking. is like, I guess Ainz is the NPC, and Albedo is the... <laughs> yeah, right. I was like, how? It was very curious. I was like, oh, okay. It's like, how does he know about this shit? It's probably some his uh, a player, probably. Got to admit, yeah. got to player, let him go. Yeah, and then he was oh. talking to him. Was like, can you beat Eins? And he's like, like there is a way to. It's not. It's almost impossible, but I think I have an idea. Yeah. And then we get to Narzik. And then we see a fight. It's not Ainz. It's Pandora's actor. With the Oscar with the Oscar winning performance. Yep. And then, yeah, Ainz never went, left. He never went there. Nope. He was acting as the decoy. He's been watching on his magic mirror the whole time. Yep. And I was like, fuck. That was uh, so good. So fucking yep. good. Yeah, and then Albedo gets pissed at Pandora's actor saying, what made you think he, he that was the end of that episode, by the way. So the beginning of this episode yeah. is, is is this getting yeah, but picking up where they left off. Albedo's like, How dare you think he would bow to it? And it's like, no, no, that's actually good. Yeah, like, it makes it makes shit. them think that I'm weaker than what I am. And that's fine. Yeah. And plus it allowed us to learn no information and we gotta do what you gotta do to get information. So good shit, pal. Yeah, yeah because he because he uh, yeah, for once he had a plan. Yeah, for once, yeah, right? For once. <laughs> that he remembers. <laughs> yeah, so all that happened, and now I'm just like, okay, I I must depart. I must, I must get you ready know, to attack. Also, I forgot that he basically, the stories of the characters are already kind of set in stone that they're all, that they all die in the end of like the actual game. They all die. And I was like, wow, I completely forgot about that aspect. Yeah, so he's basically playing this game again, but in real life. Yeah, basically. And he's like, I need to come up with um he's like, I need to come up with solutions where I can be resurrected. Cause as long as I don't die, then we win. So he basically yeah. now is starting to weigh the uh the value and the necessities of his uh of his trusted subordinates because of the fact that they're already he already knows from the jump that they're doomed to die at some point. Yes. Which so... is kind of wrong. Exactly. Uh, that happens, and then uh, we get to the kingdom. We see Brain, Climb, the princess. We won't see Brain for long. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. You got to get a drink. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, oh, wait. Oh, yeah, but basically uh, Brain leaves for a bit to go uh, get sweets for this tea party shit. Yeah. And also, I don't know, this bitch gets stabbed. <laughs> Yeah, Virgie gets poisoned by the tea. Poisoned yep. his chest, stomach. Uh, this one giant lady is punching her. Yep. All this is happening. They're like, "You good?" And he's like, "Yeah, yeah, I can heal now." 
like, no, because she got the magic, the 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 mind control magic. That's why. Oh, okay. Yeah, she the uh, what's her face? Um, Evil Eye. Evil Eye did the mind control oh, okay. magic. Yeah, Evil Eye did the mind control magic, and they're like, "What the fuck is happening?" And they're like, "Basically, we don't want to fucking save the town. Fuck this town. She's the only one that wanted to save the town, so we took her by force, so she didn't have to save the town. So we're all yeah. gonna teleport. And do you want to join us? No. And then the princess is like, "No, I have to, you know, do my due diligence, even though she's like conniving cunt." Yes, Sean, gotta use that word. Um, and so, um, but they don't know that. So there's there. And then Brain shows up and they're like, oh, it smells like blood. And they're like, oh, no. And the princess is like, no, everything is good. No problems. We're all yep. good. And Brain's like, all right, no problem. So Brain, they offer Brain, like, Brain Unglaus, do you want to depart with us? Are you, you going to retreat, basically? Yeah. And, and he's, he's like, like no, I'm I'm good. And so after they, they teleport away, and after they teleport away, Brain basically gives the sword from, uh, of uh, what was his name again? The hero. What was his name? They just they said it too in that like show. Like Siegfried huh? or Yeah, something like that. Sebas, Sebas. Sebas, okay. Yeah, he gives Seb the sword of Sebas back to uh the princess and said, Give this to your father. Let him know that you know I I plan I know I don't plan on obeying uh Sebas's wishes. I'm gonna go challenge the the demon lord to or I'm sorry, I'm gonna go challenge the sorcerer lord to a duel if yep. I can make it past his uh his army. And they're like, all right, you know, it is what it is. And before that happens, though, before he goes to do that, uh, the princess basically says, hey, can I see that sword to, to, to Klaus? Not Klaus. Um, what's his face? Which one? Uh, the, her, her, her bitch. The knight. Climb. Climb. I said I was going to say Klaus. Yeah. Climb. Yeah, it's like, like, I'll, I'll take the sword to daddy. He looks, like a, he looks like a Klaus. Yeah. He looks like a Klaus. Anyway, he's like, let me take the sword real quick. So he takes the sword. She, un- he, she unsheaths the sword. And does a single swipe, and it's a strong swipe, and he's shocked. He's like, "Oh my god!" And she's like, "Yeah, this doesn't suit me." And then she's like, "He's like, what do you mean? Like with a little training, you'll be easily better than me." And she's like, "No, yeah. I'm good. I'm good." Knowing damn well she probably already has the skills and shit. But um, in any case, we basically see Brain kind of like steal himself. Like, yo, like this is this is the final battle. And while this is happening, we see um, we see was it is it Aura? Was it Aura that brought the, the bust in? The reverse trap? Yeah. Yep, Aura. Aura. So Aura busts in with a bunch of fucking like animals, dinosaurs, insect creatures, and Cocutus busts in with his ice. And yeah. boy, Cocutus and his like his minions nuns. Of, like, yeah. of nuns. That was a gangster fucking scene, bro. That was that went hard. And so basically they go through, they, they infiltrate, and Aura's gonna go over to the magic, uh to the what's it called? The the magic guild first. And Cocutus is making a beeline to the capital, and Brain stumbles upon Cocutus, and he stays himself. He pulls his sword out, like he drinks these free potions. Yes, and then basically, let me go. Let me go. Wait, let me go. I'll wait. I'll wait. Anyway, uh, Cocutus starts introducing himself, and then uh, Brain he puts his sword away, and he's like, "Bow, say thank you for your name." He says, "Not needed. Not necessary." Like this is gonna be over quick, basically. Like, he doesn't care. He gets this emperor slaying sword out. Like he's ready. He's ready. Then Brain is like, okay, he has four arms. If I can just cut the arms, I can win. Yeah. And then he goes, he's he starts naming these two skills. He's bleeding from the mouth a bit from it. Yep. Yep. And then he starts charging it head on. And what happens? Cocutus slashes him once, and that is it. One and done. He jobbed out. 
He jobbed out, fell to his knees. His body's lifeless, and Coquitas freezes his body. And I lost a bet. Yep. He didn't even touch him. <laughs> to bring. To bring. Oh, for those who don't know, we're at two hours and 29 minutes and 30 seconds, 39 seconds, 40 yeah. seconds, around that mark. I lost a bet to Matt, for those who don't remember. I said, I think Brain. Did we say this on air? Yeah, we did. We said it on we there. Did, yeah. I I said Kukias kills him, and you said Brain doesn't kill him, but lives and wins the wins the fight. Yeah, I said I don't think Brain. Yeah, I think Brain lives. Brain yeah, you said live. he. You said he would win. Yeah, and none of those things happens. And so we bet a shot. I didn't pull a shot glass because I don't feel like yeah. washing a glass. So straight to the head on this one. Uh, what am I drinking? I'm drinking uh, yes. Antonio Valencia Orange Tequila, orange flavored Te- tequila. Tequila. Do they have this in uh, Total Wine over by you, Matt? Well, you don't have Total Wine in fucking butt fuck fucking. I got uh, like eight, eight, three spirits, something like that. I could look. This isn't bad. This is twenty. No, actually, no. They won't have this because this is a Total Wine exclusive. Oh, this is, okay. It's one of those great value spirits that they have. Right. It's twenty bucks for this bottle, but it's not bad. They have this in like a like they have this in orange. They have it in like uh, strawberry or some shit like that. I don't know, but it's not bad at all. So if you want flavored tequila. This is a good a good choice, but you can only get it at total once. Anyway, gotcha. so um, I lost the bet. Here's to uh, here's to brain. brain number one jobber. Rip. You got hey, you got to observe me. You got to observe me looking doing this this shot. Go on. He's doing it. He's doing it, folks. He's doing it live. All right. Good man. All righty. Shall we move on? Uh, I wish I had a salt in the line. Yeah, I mean, I'm awake now. I tell you what. Yeah, I'll tell you what. That'll, that'll wake you up, pal. Uh, light chorus recoil. These, 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 these were bangers. I saved this to the very. I was behind, so I was. So to tell you how behind I was, folks, I watched a bunch of anime, and I leave. I always leave whenever I binge my animes. I leave engage and light chorus for last because yeah. those are, you know, for the most part, except the two weekend exceptional animes. I leave them for last. I didn't get a chance to watch last week's episodes. So I was two episodes behind on both Engage and Lycoris going into yesterday. And I was able to watch two episodes of both shows. And right. yeah, Matt, fucking Lycoris was awesome. Yeah, but but we're not we're not gonna close or pre-made it because it did that so many times. <laughs> yes. But uh basically we go to the second. We go to the first episode first, where basically uh, Da is going to his new radio tower, and uh, what'd you call it? Um, Takeda, uh, she actually stops herself, mm-hmm. saying like, "I'm actually don't want to be here." Mm-hmm. Like she wants to save Chisato because she feels she she felt like something's not right. Like like they're not here. Yeah. So she already has the feeling it's the old radio tower because that's where it started. Yeah, and there and then Light Horse is like, if you go now, that's it. You ain't coming mm-hmm. back. Mm-hmm. And without hesitation, it's like fine. <laughs> and her, and her old partner was like, I'll I'll take her spot basically. No, not her old partner. The girl she saved. Oh, that's right. Sorry. Yeah, uh, the person she saved says, I'll take her spot. Mm-hmm. Uh, on the other side, Chisato and Mika, they left their phones behind. Uh, they're driving to the thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, of course, a new sit-in pose for Chisato. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, but uh, Mika does, maybe. Yeah, but yeah, uh, Mika doesn't go join her. He just drops her off mm-hmm. <laughs> and says, "Oh, I'll get get a tea. We hang out. Wait for me at the cafe. Mm-hmm. I'll come back." Mm-hmm. And while that is happening, Karumi and Mizuki they're at the airport. They're going their separate ways. Yep. It's like, oh, I got first. Like, you got first class ticket. Yeah. Mine, not yours. You're going to coach. Yeah, you're going to coach. Oh! Yes. Uh, yeah, they're going to separate planes. Karumi, she starts to like, I can't leave. <laughs> what was the info she got? No, so she basically, she puts on her VR headset, and the, That's the right. flight attendant was like, hey, you know, when the flight takes off, you can't wear that. And yeah. uh, what's okay? Karumi's like, uh, what's it called? Like, nah, well, it's not going to take off anytime soon because the, the government has suspended flights because of uh, what's happening over in Tokyo. Yeah. So she basically uses the uh, the the VR system to basically traverse the net and find um, like dig deep, dig deep, dig deep to find out like what's going on with Yoshi and uh, and Alan. And she manages to find the location where they're at, manages to bust into some security systems that are there, manages to use like vibrations that were found on the sound oh, yeah. um, on the That's video right. was... to listen to the audio of them saying From years ago, five years ago. And basically, no, not five years ago. This was fairly recent. Yeah, I thought it was like years ago. No, though. it was recent. She basically okay. talked, he talked to someone from the Institute and they had a new heart, an improved heart. For uh, for Chisato, and so Karumi's like, "Oh shit! Oh shit! Oh shit!" So she gets off the plane, uh, wrangles what's her face, uh, what's what's that bitch's name? Uh, Mizuki, Mizuki, and was like, "Come on, we gotta go, we gotta go." They well, call like oh, a person's like, "Oh yeah, your your lost child's outside," and she's like, "I don't know that, I don't know her." <laughs> it's like, get funny. out, get out. <laughs> that was funny, but no. So then they call Takina and tell Takina like what's going on. And that's when they mentioned that's what uh that's what uh what's her face that's what Matt said where basically they were like we're hey if you leave. yeah like if you leave you know you ain't coming back that's fine and she leaves to go find yeah because yeah because she only came back to find a way to save Tushado yeah and they basically were able basically Walnut which is uh, Karumi was able yeah. to basically track down. Uh, Chisato's, I'm sorry, uh, Majima's whereabouts and tell her, like, oh, Yoshi's there, Chisato's going there, Yoshi's there. Also, like, can I say, like, I like Majima. He's, you know, he's not a bad character. No, like, I, I, I'll, I, I love his scene at the end. We'll get to that later. He's in the running for best antagonist of the season, easily. He, that, he was one of the three I was mentioning. I was like, you know what? It depends on how this finale goes. He might be. He might take it. We'll see. But well, we'll get to we'll get to that other episode in a bit. But uh, anyway, uh, Chisato is in the radio tower. She starts shooting around, uh, saves everyone. That doesn't kill them; just saves them while Annoying. knocking them out. Annoying. Uh, she eventually meets Alan and like tied up and all this. Mm-hmm. And uh, Majima's there, shoots Yoshi. <laughs> yep. Oh yeah, all, yeah, all because all because Chisato dodged, dodged out of the way. Shot him in and the we, Yep. And we find out Majima's skill is hearing. Yes. He has, he has really good hearing. Yes. So while all that is happening, like he can he can avoid her bullets and all this. And like he can basically sense her steps and all this to keep getting the upper hand on her. Mm-hmm. And starts beating the shit out of Chisato. Mm-hmm. Uh, Yoshi's gone after being shot. Mm-hmm. And as as soon as he's about to kill her, you see a banging on the window. Bang, 
Bang, and it was Takeda. Mm-hmm. She jumps out, makes the save, starts to shoot at us. No, not the window. Not the window, because he lowers storm shutters. That's right. Okay. They lower storm shutters from the old radio tower. Yeah, because no storm showers could get in. And bust through metal storm shutters. Yeah. Dave talking And it's like, like, how strong is she? <laughs> Bro. Yeah, it does that, shoots him a bit, but misses. He gets she goes, he goes to Sano's side. Uh he starts shooting, has a suitcase to block it. He gets a bulletproof suitcase, I guess. Mm-hmm. And then the suitcase is shot off. That episode ends. We get to this one. They beat him relatively quickly. <laughs> yep. Yeah, uh, Chisato shoots by his ears to basically deafen him a bit. Yep. And Takeda just shoots like restraints on his arms. Yep. And that's it for him there. For now. And then uh, Chisato talks to Yoshi. Mm-hmm. She wanted to hear from him like, why did you really want me alive and all this? And yeah, it's basically just told us straight to, to straight to her face that she was a tool. Yep. And then like, like, we, like we didn't give you this to save your life. <laughs> yeah, we didn't kill this to save the world, but it, it kind of saves the world, you know? And she's like, I, you saved my life. How can I take a life, you know? He's like, well, pretty easily. <laughs> if you actually gave in and said yes. <laughs> so I was gosh, she's, she's, she's just devastated after this. Mm-hmm. And then we see that fucking bitch nurse that ruined us up on the thing. And we find out that, fine, if you won't kill me, you have no choice but to because I put your heart into me. Mm-hmm. So it's like, if you want it, you have to kill me. So she really doesn't want this now. Yep. She's and perfectly then, dying. Yep. And then, what's called, the nurse comes in, starts beating up uh, Takeda. They're fighting back and forth. Uh, she stands outside. She has a real gun this time mm-hmm. and shoots Yoshi and she freaks out for shooting the guy that quote unquote her savior. Yep. With a real gun. Yep. But you find out the bullet went uh bullet went through cleanly. Still won't kill him. Correct. Uh you see the girl come back and she says, like, where's Takeda? She comes right there, her face bloodied. Pissed. Yep. Like she's like rage. And then, yep. And then she starts shooting, like shooting blindly. And then Shisato just walks, just rushes right to her, like, like, no, don't shoot him. And she's like, your heart's getting away. Bah. And then she's like, it's fine, it's fine. Like, I don't care. Mm-hmm. And you see Takeda like falter and he's like, like that was the last chance. And then you're not doing it, like you're not taking it. Mm-hmm. And she's like, I don't want the heart. Like I don't want Hazara's heart if it means like I I killed him just to get it. Mm-hmm. And she like said like I shouldn't have been I shouldn't even be alive anyway. And Takeda just that that was it. <laughs> yep. Like she was mentally done. <laughs> yep. And then yeah, we see the helicopter with Karumi and Mizuki in it. Like hey, get on type of thing. Mm-hmm. But uh, what you call it? Karumi was basically hacking Rubata. Because mm-hmm. again, he's still around. He's still annoying. Yep. And we find out uh, Lily Bell, the male like chorus. I, and I told you, I want a spinoff with the Lily Bells. Oh, yeah, that'd be fine. I want the spin, especially when you get to that the ending scene. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Oh, I want to know more about that motherfucker. Yeah, exactly. Uh, basically, you find out they're there. They're making their way there. There's going to be a crossfire. Mm. And then uh, Kurumi starts hacking the cameras. He gets rid of Roboto's thing. Gets rid of his control over uh, Lycoris's, uh devices. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, basically, we get a thing on the screen saying it was all promotional commercials. Mm-hmm. It's all a high budget thing. Like, I would not be convinced if that was like I saw. So, like, we saw someone get shot in the street. <laughs> yeah. So, you know what, you, what was weird? They both got shot in the arm, but then they started bleeding out profusely, unconscious. Yeah, yeah it was just like, what the fuck? Right. Yeah. Uh, so I have no idea how it, no way how they would buy that. Um, but yeah, uh, like a recoil and Lily Bell, they're that you see them right there. Mm-hmm. People start shooting, <laughs> and uh, of course, for some reason, Chisau doesn't know what a fucking USB is. That was annoying. Like, yo, you're 17. How the fuck do you not know what a fucking and of, course, and of course, she was on her hands and knees, bent over. You see her ass, mm-hmm. of course. I wish there was an uncensored version of that. Well, well, Takina's face is right in front of it. <laughs> hey. Okay, uh, basically, all right, things are okay for now. Uh, Lily Bell, they get their retreat. They were told to pull back instead of go guns blazing. The re- uh, like a recall, they're in the elevator. Uh, Chisato steps out of the elevator because she's found a suitcase. And guess who walks through? Goddamn Majima. He just walks through casually, gun sideways, starts shooting the elevator. It was gangster. It was super gangster. I was like, holy shit. And then the elevator closed, and he just go. He just looks at Shisato, and he goes, and then she also goes, yo. Like, yo. that is awesome. <laughs> yeah, they're like, they're, it's like they're like blood brothers, basically. In essence. Yeah, I, like I love I, I can't wait for this showdown. Dude, this, yeah, this showdown. This showdown might be the fight of the year. I Although, hope so. So far, out of... So, uh, a little peeling back the curtain for everybody. We have picked out the majority of our awards. One award that Matt and I both have blank is the fight of the year in anticipation of who's going to win between Engage and Lycoris, which are basically our two finalists for this. Um, and so we we're anticipating what's going on with it. And so I thought that the battle... Stop it! Fucking cat wants yeah, to buy I him. thought we were get the big fight here. Yeah, I thought so. And it wasn't a bad fight by any means. Takina Majima versus Majima. That could be considered one of the better fights of the season for sure. Yeah, right now it's Ryu and Ayana Koji because it was an actual fight. For oh, sorry, Ayana Koji and Class C. Sorry. Yeah, 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 for you. Yeah, but it could change with these. As of right now, we, we don't know yet. I mean, if I were to pick one outside of these two uh, shows. I really don't have any. That's the thing. I mean, maybe Vermeil, but that's not that all that impressive. Or the fucking Call of the Night with the vampires. <laughs> that was enough with the yeah, with the V trigger, V trigger. Um, Bakumatsu Bad Boys isn't gonna win that because there were fights there, but it was like, eh. So I was, you think you would think for an action anime? Yeah, I'm awake. Uh, may, may, maybe Reg and Fapita. Yeah, that was another one. Reg versus Fapita. You know, I was I was saying I was awake and now like I'm like relaxed after this like single shot. Yes. And I want to keep drinking. This is the problem. Like when I start drinking, I want to keep drinking. This is why I don't drink during the week. All right. Speaking of speaking of the best, let's get to it. <sighs> Man. Oh fuck. Solid. Yeah. Um. 
Yeah, Fappy Toad defeated Reg after that little thing. We got that cliffhanger. Yep. And guess who shows up? Nanachi. I love her. Yeah, I, I, I love her. I always love her. Like She's awesome. I love her. Uh, Nanachi and Belef. Wait, is this no? We did we talk about the um how they all disappear? Which part? Who disappears? Was that the last episode where it starts off so sad? Yeah, we did. We did that. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Nanashi. Well, yeah, we we talked about that. Yes. Yeah, it's just this episode where we okay. see Nanashi. Okay. With Belif. Okay. And yeah, it has like it's like Nanashi has like this fishing rod type thing to like control. Like I don't know what she does with it. <laughs> Yeah, it's like a fishing rod, and then she also has the helmet that was given to her by the uh, by the by the hollows before they the disappeared. Hollows. Yes, that was that were made out of that. So, so I was like, that's I was like that's awesome. <laughs> that was awesome. You get to take a little piece of them wherever she goes. Yeah, and now Bailiff jobs <laughs> to Fapita because Fapita is still enraged. And oh, well, 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 sorry, yeah. well, for, well, first she was about to kill Rico and the others until Fapita Rico, came. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But then, and yeah, that, and then when uh, when. Belaf and um, what's her face and Nanashi Papita smelled uh smelled Belaf yeah. and was like the scent of mother is strong with you because of course Belaf is the very first person to give herself give himself up to the uh yeah the the barrier with within um Iramui. and so like I smell mother within you and they they basically fight and fucking... well he wasn't fighting he was basically he wanted to talk to her and he was trying he wanted, to, yeah and he, he knew, was like, it was giving her her me- the me- the memories of everything. we find out after the fact no so what again basically Fapit was killing uh killing uh what's it called Bellaf. killing Belaf and the final blow is what Matt said a giant plume of smoke comes out and again as we know Belaf's ability is to be able to recount memories and feelings through smell and the this plume of smoke comes out of Belaf as he disintegrates, and it's all of the memories that he has of her, of her mother Iramui, of um, yeah. of what's her face, of Wakuzan, of Vueco, um, of just that that process and that whole it, group, yeah. And it, it, the his power actually works on Fapita. Like she's stunned, she stops in her tracks, she's confused lost same thing that we saw with nanachi earlier in the season um but they mentioned wakuzan as she's talking to waco was like yeah it's not gonna last so we got to do something about this now but as they start to do something about this now what happens matt all the creatures come in there's again they, the barrier's gone yep these giant like giraffe looking things everything flying walking every predator in the sixth layer just walks in like Basically, and they're about to go to Fapita, and Gabu he takes a hit. Yep. As like ah, and Stay. then yep, and then uh, Fapita gets enraged. He starts trying to fight him off, but it's too much. Yeah, they're like devouring her a bit, chewing on her, slashing her. She fucked up. She was fucked up. Yeah, and, and black things weren't around to give it to save her. Yeah, yeah, they're all. Trying to say like like basically because basically if she eats them she gets restored. Yeah 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 they weren't even around. Yeah, and then while it's going on, the predators <laughs> get rid of the scraps, and then one of the got through, and they're go they're going to the others, and Gabu his head gets crushed. Over he's tar- and over. Yeah, and, and over. he's and he's talking and to Fabita. 
like how he wished he could have done more for her, like that basically help her type of thing. Mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. he enjoyed, like, but he like, but he enjoyed the time with her. <laughs> yeah, that and, was his. Uh, what's the word that they use? Sosu. Sosu, yeah, Sosu. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, because basically that means like something like positive after every sentence type of thing. Yeah, if you use it after a sentence, it means respect. And if you use it as no, it's another word besides Sosu. But basically, that is like you're like your important like thing, your important right. being, whatever. Yeah. So all that's happening, you see the lights go out on him, mm-hmm. and Fabida is just heartbroken. <laughs> and she's like, she's like saying this is not fair type of thing. Yeah. And as they basically save her, though, they bring her to an undisclosed location, yeah, um, somewhere there, and the villagers start offering themselves. Uh, to save Faputa so they can save the rest of the village and they start cutting off pieces. Faputa begins to eat some of the villagers and as she's doing this, there's like a white substance that acts as the black substance except it's white. Yeah. Begins to come over her and restore her and save her. Um, Again, the, the pieces of basically the pieces that they receive from, from mother, from Miram Yui yeah. is what saves Faputa. And then the, the the monsters eventually find them, start eating some of the people. But Fapita's back to her old self, and she's fucking going ape shit. Yep. And we get that cliffhanger. Yep. So, what's your prediction? Who's joining? Who's leaving? Who's dying? We have an hour special. Macuzan dies. I think Vueco. I think Vueco stays in the sixth layer. I think she stays alive. Stays in the sixth layer. I think. I really want to say that Fapita joins them. I really want to say that. I, I don't know, she, though. I Either she joins she, them or she dies. I, I say Voyo dies. Fapita just wanders the sixth layer aimlessly lost. I don't think it's that dark. I think there's... because You the never the, know. They At the end of the day, they're building for Reg and yeah. Fapita. They're building that. They've built that connection. They've built that that unbreakable bond. And so either she joins him because Reg is not going to leave... Uh, Rico, yeah. um, she's not so he's not going to leave her. So either Fapita joins them, so she so she could be with Reg, or Fapita dies. I don't know. Well, technically, Fapita's immortal too. Clearly not, because she was on the brink of death just a few minutes ago by getting fucked up by those monsters. As I said, she can get fucked up all she wants, but I don't know if what her limitations are for that. She would have died. She was on the brink of death. She was vomiting blood. She had fucking pieces of her ribs exposed, like. If they would have eaten her heart or pierced her heart, she probably would die. And we all know that even though she's uh, she's supposedly invincible, if she got would have gotten hit by Reg's incinerator, that's a wrap. Yeah, because uh, what's called Mini was immortal, and basically Reg killed it with that incinerator. Yeah. Yeah. So that's my I think that's my prediction. Wakuzan dies. Vueco stays alive and is now the like the the heir of the uh, of what's left. And if there if, if there is anything left, if there's anything left, yeah. All right, you ready for co-main? Yes, I want to go to bed soon. Yes, engage kiss. Another solid couple episodes I saw, man. Oh. But uh, basically, we got where we left off with uh, Kisara stabbed, and uh, they were able to fight off Kana for a bit. She basically they, they nuked her with the fucking with the satellite. <laughs> yeah, satellite beam three beam. times. Yep. Rendered her uh, uh, disabled, I guess, immobile. 
for and, a little bit. Yeah, and so basically Ayano saves Shu and Sharon's Ayano and Sharon saves Sue. Yeah. Save Shu. They recover uh the body of Kisara and Kisara is in a vegetable state because of the the stab wound. She's not healing because it was done by a demon uh weapon. And so as they try to do their prep for everything that's going on, uh, we see Shu by Kisara's bedside and he starts praying to Kisara, starts praying to whoever, like, you know, like, hey, I want you to live. Like, hey, I want to live with you. Like, I want to just be the two of us. Da, da, da. Like, he's like genuinely pouring his heart out to her. And uh, and Kisara, who was basically unconscious at that particular time, wakes up from her unconsciousness to see Shu there and recognizes what's going on and so he she asks shu after he wakes up like you know they hug everything's well and then uh she's like are you ready to give me your memories and he said yeah take them all i don't need them i just want to be with you i want to end this da, 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 da. and so yeah ba- yeah basically it's like like we'll leave town like forget your sister type of thing <laughs> yeah basically like you know and then she's like oh you, you i know you're not capable of that but they basically embrace and she interlocks her fingers in between his, and they hold hands. And we and find they, out. And they kiss. Wait, I gotta, I gotta okay. break it down. I gotta break it down. Okay. Like, this. okay, okay. So they begin to kiss, and we start. We think that we're gonna see the rest of the memories extracted from Shu, but instead we see different memories being placed inside of Shu, and we get flashbacks. And we get flashbacks of everything. We get flashbacks of when he fucked Sharon and put the poison in her, when Ayano and them fucked multiple times. We get flashbacks of Kisara's brief memories. Basically, Kisara gave Shu back every memory he took, or sorry, she took from him. And then we get a flashback of when they first made their contract. And basically, long story short, Shu gave her gave him gave her like a bunch of like I was like three hundred lines. Of, well, first it was well, first before that there was he had to offer something, and he didn't want to offer his soul. So he offered the the memories, memories, uh, memories. He the like, option. He's like, I'll give you the memories from three days ago when I fucked Sharon, and fuck, yeah, that was funny. That was the very first memory I ever got. But that was one of the reasons why she ended up kissing because they're like, oh, they kissed. But in any case, basically. As they kept doing it, like every like they had Kevin do like a magical circle, do a, a contract ritual, yeah. every time. Yeah, so she's like, I'm gonna do one final contract, and it's gonna state everything that's there. You're gonna agree upon it. We'll do one more magic circle, and then we'll no longer need magic circles for our contract. Okay. Yeah. And she he provides Kisara like a 300 page contract, and she's like, Oh, you're free to you know review it as you want. And so as she's reviewing it before the yeah. contract, before the before the the ceremony. Um, she noticed that there's a line missing, line 263. It goes from 261, 262, blank. She flips through the rest of the script, manages to find line 263 in very fine print and toward the back of the contract book. And she's able to use her, her demon powers to enlarge the, the clause. And it says cancellation. And she chuckles to herself and she's like, no, she's like, humans don't get to decide how to cancel a contract. Only us demons do. And so she overwrites that. And she also overrides the the method of how to execute the contract. So as he's about to do the circle, um, basically, when he's about to do the, the performance, instead of like reaching into his, her, his brain the way she's been doing, she kissed him and was like, oh, the contract sealed. And then they're like, well, what's going on? And then he's like, wait, you changed the contract. And then he starts going through. He's like, what happened to line 263? And basically she rewrote the contract because the original contract for, for the cancellation was if Shu prays to God 
um, on his knee, I believe. And that's how the contract would end. That was and, an interlocking. And, but she changed it to interlocking of fingers while making out. And yeah. she canceled the contract. The sun rises on them both. And Shu, and that's the end of the episode. The next episode begins. Shu well, well, what did was say? Who are you? No, oh, did it? I thought that was the yeah. Beginning. No, no, no. He asked him like, like. Well, first it was that. And asked if you're okay. He's like, who? Like who? Who are yeah. you? Yeah, yeah. And that's when we get the confirmation. Basically, she gave, and we see basically she was like, oh, you gave me back every memory. That time that I I fucked a hooker drunk, and I used Ayana's credit card to pay for it. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> wow. I, and so I, I don't still like them. So savage, bro. Like all the memories. You even gave me back your memories as well. And he's like, she's like, Kisara, that's my name. Yeah, like whatever. And but but uh Shu begins yeah, to cry. Yeah, yeah, because Shu gave her that name in before the contract. He begins yeah. to cry, like you're so stupid. I can't believe it. And she's like, I'm stupid. Like, yeah, you're stupid. I can't believe you would do this. Da 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 da. But then at the end of the day, he realizes like all those times that, you know, I had this contract with Kisara and Kisara protected me. It's my time to protect Kisara. And so he kisses her on the forehead and grabs her sword and leaves. And Kisara's like, well, what the fuck is like, you know, going on? You know, like, and she kisses her forehead or she reaches for her forehead and looks at her hand and was like, huh? And then we'll leave that for the end of the episode. Um, meanwhile, we see basically everybody prepare for this final battle. Um, Ka- uh, uh, Kana. Uh, Kara. Kara. Kana. It's Kana. Okay. K-A-N-N-A. Kana. Kana wakes up and uh, what's it called? So Kana wakes up and is like, uh, you know, goes over, starts attacking like the, the airport, but everybody's already been evacuated and yep. in preparation of this battle. Uh, Ayano's there. Ayano speaks to Sharon, basically said like, hey, in a few hours, there's going to be a, uh, a fucking a military grade like armament ship that's going to be coming from the celestial abbey we're going to be enemies da, 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 whatever um and like okay fine it is what it is it's like and, shame oh, we could have been friends <laughs> yeah it's a shame we could have been friends they start the battle basically with them versus kana and uh we see that it goes back and forth that kana is about to kill kisara when i'm sorry about to kill ayana when uh shu comes in with a fucking hella with a with a green goblin fucking hoverboard yeah. and and manages to save ayano and and, like, and, he, and, and she and, explains like hey you know i got all my memories back and... well well first it's like hey you know i didn't like that i didn't like what you did to me so try to seduce me to for her to erase those memories yeah she's like what who she told you that like yep she told me that she's like she held the grudge for that for a long about that and well, she was like yeah that's, yeah she took that stuff on instagram for and us. basically yeah no basically like admits like hey you know like she she gave me back all my memories i know everything and then same thing with sharon and like sharon i thought you were gonna leave and we find out later basically that shu called sharon and apologized and made her feel wanted so she simped and fucking is over there she simped she simped. <laughs> she simped yeah they're both simps they fucking simp for they, sure. All three of them. All three of them are. They all simp for sure. But yeah, yeah. Uh, basically, what you call it? They were like, uh, "Fuck!" I lost mm-hmm. my train of thought. <laughs> basically, they're all saying how like, "Oh, we're all." Eskimo oh yeah. Oh, also, sorry. Uh, Kisara, Kisara's not a friend nor a foe. She's out of this. Yeah, they asked about Kisara. They're like, "What? She's neither friend nor foe. She's just an innocent girl that we need to protect along with the city." 
Um, and they basically made a joke about how they're all Eskimo sisters because they all fuck the same guy. Yeah, and but, that's why. Um, that's why kind of hates him. And that's we find out. That's why Kana hates her. So we basically find out, and we find out from Sharon because Sharon's the one who explains it. Apparently, and this came kind of out of left field for no reason. Basically, um, Kana's emotional development stopped at the age of three. She's been buried and continuously grown within her, like her, I guess, physical encapsulation. Body, yeah. Her physical body has grown to twelve years, so she's a fifteen-year-old girl, but she has the mental capacity of a three-year-old. And at the end of the day, the feelings that she's exerting are jealousy because of the fact that she was linked to Shu the entire time seeing everything going on to Shu with Shu so she saw all these girls fuck Shu and Shu become a degenerate and all this shit and she basically is blaming the girls for Shu becoming a, a piece of shit and is jealous and, and because like she loves spending time yeah yeah she's jealous because she loves her brother and wants to spend time with her brother and instead it's these girls so basically it's a giant brother complex I was like, I was like, come on. <laughs> it, it, I was like, that was so fucking random. I was talking to Sean about it, and Sean was like, well, at least it's unique. And I was like, I mean. But does, does that yeah. mean good, though? I was out of left field. I'm not a big fan of it. I'm not. Like, this powerful Osmodeus demon is now transferred to this little girl who's just mad because he's getting pussy. Basically. And it's not hers. I expected this from Kisara, but <laughs> Jesus Christ. So that was a little bit of a letdown. And so we so, get a battle. So, so, yeah, so they're going to fight. Watch. They're going to fight next episode. It's going to be like, I love you, sister. And like, they're fine. Well, they did fight. They did fight in a way. They fought, and it was a decent battle between Shu and, uh, and Kana. I'm, I'm and talking about Kisara. Like, she's not going to uh, kill the sister. And so and, I got to get to the end. So basically, we get the, get the battle back and forth uh, between Shu and Kisara. Shu gets the upper hand eventually. However, we notice basically, as we said, that she interchanges between the demon and the three-year-old girl. And so as Shu is about to deal the damaging blow in order to reseal Kana, uh, Kana reverts back to her old self and sheds a tear in front of Shu. Shu pauses because he recognizes the humanity in that, and that's his little sister. And then as soon as he does that, she switches back over to the demon and punches Shu straight into the fucking ground. Hard as fuck. Like, explosion. Fucking, there's no way. Like, he's a human. Like, he should be fucking dead because he has broken ribs and all the concussion, all the shit. But, of course, he won't be. Um, And so the episode ends with the explosion happening and everyone's looking down. And we see Kasara has escaped the uh, the hospital. And she basically is on in a fence, like on top of a building, like grip gripping onto a fence. And you look at her hand, as we mentioned, she looked at her hand when she went to touch her forehead after she kissed her, kissed her forehead. And in her hand, in the palm of her hand, it says, uh, trust him and fight together. Yeah. And that's where the episode ends. Like Matt said, they're going to she's going to join the fight. She's going to join the fight and she's going to find a way to get the system. Yes. It just better be a good fight. <laughs> It better be a good fight. I mean, you know, the story has its up and downs. It's not the absolute worst thing on the planet. I'm not like offended by it. I'm, I'm disappointed. It, to- it, it, it definitely lost points as it went on. It has. It went from a five to a four. It's still at a four for me. It's a three and a half right now. I've still got it as a four. So, well, we'll see how this finale goes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You want to talk about one of my new favorite characters in Call of the Night? Oh, let's do that, Matt. Fucking Anko. But before that, because we got to talk about the previous episode, Maid Cafe. Yes. This this will be really quick because this is pretty simple. Yes. Uh, they, have the, they, they have the Maid Cafe. 
Uh, one of the maids, I think it was uh, Nico. One of the vampires, the Nico. What? I, I, one of the vampires, and I think it is Nico. Okay, yeah, it was a redheaded vampire. Uh, someone's been a bit, been a peeping tom. Mm-hmm. And so basically, they want Co to find the the culprit. Mm-hmm. And he finds out there's really no luck, judging by the angles. Mm-hmm. And then eventually, he goes when he goes up top. He finally realizes that she was doing it herself. Mm-hmm. So basically, it's a confidence booster with these selfies because basically they figure out like going for the ducks or from the window that you couldn't get those good angles. Mm-hmm. It had to be from the side. It had to be from like a selfie stick or something like that. Mm-hmm. And it was more she wanted that confidence because she was no longer the number one mate of that cafe. Mm-hmm. I think it was Midori. Yes. Okay, it was Midori. Uh, so all of that was going on, and then basically they made up. Mm-hmm. That was that was that episode. It was just a May Cafe episode. It was hot, but it was, it was a break. The real. It was a nice break. It was a break. Oh, and, um, and what's her face? And uh, uh, what's her face? I always forget her name. Uh, Nazana. Nazana. There we go. Thank you. Nazana is going to work there part time. So the yeah, next episode. Yeah, because she likes money. The next episode, it begins with her having bought a bunch of new shit with her new money. Yeah, and then she says, uh, go find someone out on the street that needs help sleeping, basically. Yes. And then we meet my characters. <laughs> yes, Cole meets a, a, a tired-looking woman smoking a cigarette. We find out her name is Anko. They talk for a while, and we find out Anko is a private detective. Yeah, they but oh yeah. also Akko's like, you know, I can get you in trouble, right? Because you're a minor, you can't work past 10 p.m. Yep. And then she's like, fucking with her. It's like, ah, oh, no, no, like, uh, first you're hitting on me, all this shit, like that. Yeah, he de- she definitely enjoyed the attention. But one of the cases she's working on, and she's like, hey, by the way, do you know about this guy? Something like for something, something, something. He's known as the guy, a- the guy from one of the Akun. previous episodes. Yeah, he's Akun, like, he's yeah. Akun. He's gone missing. And He's like, here, his eyes open. He hesitates for a second, and Anko swoops in, just snatches his hand, and it was like, Well, do you? Yep. And like, and he, she knows. She knows he knows. And yep, he and plays it off, and you hear his heart beating, like, doo, 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 like the telltale heart. Doo, doo, yep. Doo. And uh, she's like, All right, that's fine. Yeah. Like, he's like, No, okay. no, no. Okay. Well, if you do know anything, here's my card. You know also, like, try to, hit, try to hit on me properly next time. <laughs> Right, if you don't mind older women. <laughs> so that was so that was that first half. Yes, and then we get to the second half. We see Akira, and uh, what's that bloke's name? Bloke. No, seriously, what, what was his, what's that guy's name? Matsuda? No, uh, Seki. Seki and Akira. Don't call, don't call him fucking Seki because it sounds like Seki. Mahiro. 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 Thank you. Call him Mahiro because call him Akira. Seki. Sounds Akira. like you're calling him Seki, which means you're calling him come. Don't call. Him. <laughs> You knew that. Yes. Don't call him Seiki. It, no, no, no. It's a Seiki. No, no. So he's, no, no, he's the guy from Black Clover. The... Oh, God. <laughs> but Mahiro and uh, Akira, they meet up with Ko. And like, oh, let's. And then he has this brilliant idea. Let's sneak into the middle school. Okay. Like, let's have fun. Akira's like, no, we can't do this. She's a goody good. Can't she does it anyway, her. but first you have to turn away because she's jumping a fence and she's wearing a skirt and she doesn't want anybody to see her pantsu. Well, we see her thighs. Yes. Uh, all that's going on, and then what you call it? 
Mahiru is like, let's go bring up these urban legends from the school. So Hanako. And you know what's funny? Oh. The previous episode of Boruto, like I had mentioned, did the same exact shit. I don't think I mentioned that. The previous episode of Boruto literally did the seven the seven uh, school stories in their own way. Well, they were, they were doing all this. And they're like, oh, yeah, there was one more. It was about how this middle school teacher disappeared 10 years ago. Yeah. And then they opened the classroom this- door where the middle school teacher was teaching. And what did they find, Matt? They found a shadowy figure. And they were like, oh, shit. We were- and and, it, and back- we find out it, it is the middle school teacher. And the middle school teacher is what, Matthew? He, he's a vampire. He's a and- Kusetsuki. And he pins Akira down, like tackles. And he kept muttering all this time, all this time, all this time, all this time, all this time. I managed to avoid eating, avoid, managed to avoid, managed to avoid, managed to avoid. And you showed up. Why did you show up? And then, uh, I guess who comes? Who comes from the the shadows? Wait, no. First, you got to know that he that he was the he was temporarily incapacitated by Ko. Because Ko fucking whacked his ass fucking yes. rock Mick Foley style. Ken yes. Shamrock 1998 on Raw fucking with a chair. Wheelchair. Yep. He's wow. out of the way. It was so good. So good. But of course, he's a vampire, so it didn't really do much. And yeah. then, Matt, who comes to save the day? Anko. Anko and saves the day. She starts going towards him and. The vampire jumps him, and she just offers the next saying, go ahead. Yep. And he sucks her blood, but he's choking. And he's like, what the fuck? You know, it's all the fucking tobacco in her blood, because she's a fucking chain smoker. Yeah, and then she's just talking about, like, oh, yeah, this is the guy I was looking for. Yeah, but I didn't expect this twist, Cocoon. And basically, it was like, you know, like, do you know about Kuketsky's? And basically, and it, I thought it was very, you know, we'll talk about it in a second, what I just said. But in all seriousness, the, the episode ends, not ends, but um, Anko basically co- comforts the uh, the vampire and says, like, hey, you know, like, you know, you've lived a hard life these last 10 years. Like, don't you want to die a human? Yeah, I want to die a human. And she gives um, she gives the vampire his wedding ring. And the vampire starts like freaking out, like, no, this, da 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 da. And then they're like, you know, like, we want you to, and she's like, I want you to die with a a little bit of humanity. And as she says this, the sun rises up, shines upon the the, the Kuketsky. And as light hits a vampire, it dissipates. Yeah. And so the Kuketsky dies. And that's that. And you see a bloody, she's got a super bloody neck from where the blood was sucked out. Right. And, Ko is pissed because she doesn't know that Ko knows about vampires and has a special connection to vampires. And yeah, he's like, oh, is- like, why, yeah. like, why would you do that? And you said, like, she was going to die anyway. <laughs> yeah, like, you don't know shit about vampires, do you? Yeah, you also said, like, again, like, he fell in love with a vampire. So is he. <laughs> How did she know, though? She's like, I'm not going to. She basically told Ko, she's like, I'm not going to let you achieve your stupid little dream. She had How did know she know? She had a bit. She had been lurking around. How did she know? Like I was like, whoa! I was like, did someone either someone tipped her off, or she was hiding somewhere the whole time? But we haven't seen. Man, this is not a penultimate, by the way. I know we got two more. It ends, the, it ends September thirtieth. This is the only show left of the season I haven't graded. 
And this one has the most potential to move up. Depends on how this goes. It's already out of four, buddy. It's only got one more spot. I know. I know. It's in my top five also. It is in my top five. You're absolutely correct, sir. I've got it very, very settled. Very, you know, it's got a chance to move up. For me, it's got a chance to move up one spot. Um, But that's in the top five. It's in the top five. No doubt. Easily in the top five. And it's got a chance for me to move up one slot where I have it now. So we'll see. But yeah, this was just so good. <laughs> so fucking good, dude. Like, I that can't was, wait. I, you know, it, because it, it was I such, think, I think, it's such a wild turn. That's what made it so impactful because of the fact that you have like throughout the season is very consistent with like some of the ups and downs. And then you come off of a, the most casual episode of the season with the maid cafe. And then you go into something so fucking heavy. With yeah, this. like it was a heavy episode. Yeah, it's the stuff I didn't expect. <laughs> it's a 180. It's a complete 180. But, I'm, but, I'm but, very I, but it was a necessary 180, though. I'm so curious now what happens with Akira and Mahuru. So curious how that how that works. Because you see them in the OP, they're all like together in like some like little spot or whatever. But yeah, I'm curious to know. And I, there's so many different factors because there's so many different factors with this. Cause like now are the vampires going to protect them? Cause the vampires don't want them to know. And there's so many different levels where this can go, dude. Ah, man. We'll, we'll find out next week. Hopefully I'm excited. Closing thoughts. I'm tired. Yeah. <laughs> this We're is good. a solid, good solid, stuff. solid penultimate week. Um, we have plenty of finales to go. Um, we'll be back on, are we doing Monday? We're doing the next two Monday. Mondays. We're doing the next two Mondays. Okay. So we will do what we can. <laughs> oh, boy. Anyway, we talked our cake. We had our cake. Cake. We're tired. I'm tired. He's like tired. Always. Oh, yeah, because no one did my route uh, yesterday when I was off. Wow. The nothing was touched. I had to double work. So that was late. <laughs> like, fuck. That sucks, dicks. Yeah, I was like, ah, I hope I get covered. <laughs> You definitely need a fucking to transfer somewhere closer, somewhere better. I'm, I'm trying. I'm trying. Uh, we'll uh, see. But anyway, follow me on on Twitter at David Phoenix Twelve. You can also follow our Talk to Cakey Twitter at Talk to Cakey. Uh, we also have a link tree where you listen to your favorite local podcasts: Audible, uh, Apple Music, iHeartRadio, Spotify. We're all there, and uh, we also have a Facebook group called uh, Talk to Cake Anime. Uh, please join it. Uh, say oh, how you heard from cake. us. Eat the cake. What? Eat the cake. Eat the cake. Eat the cake. Sorry. Eat the cake anime. Top it uh, But yeah, uh, yeah. Well, just fill out a questionnaire. Say how'd you hear hear from us. Say from the show. Uh, we will give you a shout out. We want to thank Sean, our editor. We also want to thank both W2N Network and Chairshot Radio for hosting us. Uh, we we're on their websites on different days of the week. Uh, so if you want to wait a little longer, we're on there. Even your plugs. Yes, you can follow me on Analyst at analyst.co slash S-H-O-S-T-O-P-P-A-249. You can follow me on Instagram at A-I underscore anime24. That is my anime Instagram. I am posting my reviews of the shows as they complete. Um, tomorrow's review, it should, it should have been today, but I forgot. And I should have posted these several days ago, but I forgot. Tomorrow's review will be Rent-A-Girlfriend. Following that will be uh, what's the next one after that that I finished? Um, I don't even remember what the next one is. What, which one is this? Friend or girlfriend? Is it Kylie? No, Ruby. I already posted these. Oh, Ruby. Okay, so Ruby. Ruby's next. 
Um, once I watch Vermeil, Vermeil will be next after that, and so forth and so on as these conclude. Um, you can follow me on my podcast Instagram at podcast.senpai. You can follow us on our Talk the Keki Instagram at Talk the Keki, T A L K T H E K E K I. Um, you can follow me on Twitter at S H O S T O P P A 24. As Matt said, every single one of our um of our socials has a link tree where you can follow our endeavors as well as our socials and places where you can listen to or see the podcast um again shout out to my boy uh, andy with mma for marks it reminds me i need to talk to sean about how we're going to introduce it but we really want to get that up and running soon under the w2m network we're really looking forward to bringing that to you guys for anybody that loves anything regarding combat sports that's going to be your new shop pretty soon for that so you can hear me and my boy talk just as crazy as i talk with matt um and looking forward to that um also stay tuned for uh what's it called um for my little surprise that i have for edc orlando coming up involving the podcast looking forward to that we'll be putting that on all of our social channels once i get that, that little surprise in um, hopefully at the end of uh, no later, I believe no later than the end of October, but probably sooner looking forward to that. And again, shout out to, to um, our other surprise, Matt, that we're waiting to debut. Hopefully we'll get that to you guys soon. Can't wait to share that with you. It's going to be incredibly. Yeah. We got to get Sean to let us figure out how to do, how to play it. Yes. Have you talked about the other part with the other person? Uh, not yet. Uh, I will do that soon. Uh, you got, you got the money, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'll I'll fill out the Drug. order. Talking about drugs. Yeah. yeah, we are talking about drugs. But um what you call it? Uh send me samples in the of messenger of what I want. Of how we want to make it like similar to that type of VD. Damn, I gotta think of them. All right. Yeah, so we'll do that and then I will send them and then uh we'll pay. That sounds uh, good, Chief. All right. Uh until next time. Arigato and Nato Ofaku and Sayonara. Sayonara minasan. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Ready to make a difference and work for the best? Where do you start? That's easy. The UPS Job Fest. Join us on October 7th or 8th to learn about becoming a UPSer for the holiday season. There are thousands of warehouse worker and driver jobs up for grabs. No interview and a job offer for most roles in as little as 25 minutes. Learn more at upsjobs.com slash jobfest. That's upsjobs.com slash jobfest. From skiing and riding down perfectly groomed slopes to cozy gatherings by the fire. There are so many memories to share in the mountains. Come for a quick getaway or plan an extended stay at Vale, Beaver Creek, Heavenly, and more world-class resorts. Book your stay at snow.com. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early, so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts 
so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.